Now it's time for the Aztec tribe to introduce the mad producer. A.K.A. The Madman. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? Welcome to the ALR GPA podcast. I'm GPA. I got my co-host in the house tonight, ALR. What up, what up? And tonight, we got a very special guest. Um, this is a dude that I feel that he's has been very underrated in the Dago rap scene. Um, as far as behind the scenes, he's had his hands in multiple classics um he is probably one of the most unique producers that i personally work with and he um he's a cool dude man and today we're gonna learn his story we're gonna hear about the stuff he's worked on we're gonna hear about possibly a little bit of drama we went through and we're also gonna try to hear the story of what he's doing now and what his plans are so without further ado we got our special guest in the house Mr. Reggie Valenzuela, a.k.a. The Madman. What's cracking, big dog? What's up, fellas? How you guys doing, man? We're doing great Living, today, bro. bro. How's it going, guys? Good. We're doing awesome, man. That's good. Same here. Just trying to live one day at a time, man. That's, That's what I'm it. talking about. That's, That's all right. we can do. That's right. Thank God I wake up the next day. One day at a right. time. Keep it that way. The one, yeah, I hear, the one I hear I like is... Uh, what they say, you're not doing too bad when you wake up this side of dirt. <laughs> Hell go. yeah. That's right. That's right. We, we, ain't six, we ain't six feet under, so. Or you wake up oh, sit, uh, above ground. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So uh, so what's good, man? Uh, nothing much. I Just see you're in the Notorious Mad Lab good. right there, huh? Woo! Yeah, a little bit, man. We're doing this on Zoom, guys. I know you can't see it, but... Uh, we are we can see. each other. We can see each we can other. We see it. But yeah, we can see people out there that are listening. Uh, we got face to face contact right now. <laughs> Bra- hey, Brown, Brown's gonna be mad, dude, because we didn't do that with him, dude. He's been asking to, to have like a to have a uh, like a FaceTime meeting, yeah. bro. So <laughs> shout out to Brown, bro. Right. Next time we shout got out you, to Brown. Brown now we're official. Oh uh, yeah, man. So what's so up, up man? It's good, it's man. Good, man. It's good. Uh, looking up. Well, just let everybody know a little bit of my story if you guys want to hear it. Let's yeah, do it, man. So, so let's start from the beginning, bro. Yeah. Where, you from, where are you from? Where were you born and raised? Well, I was born and raised here in San Diego. Actually, I was born in Eastside. You guys didn't okay. know that. Oh, I didn't know that. I grew up for, for three years. Three or four years. I forgot the age we moved. So from Eastside... We moved to uh, Skyline, Southeast San Diego. From there is when I started uh, my childhood, you know, my juvenile, all that adolescence crap. Went to school with local schools that are around there, Freeze. Uh, it was O'Farrell. They changed it to SCPA. I think that's mm. what it was. <clears throat> Did all that. I was a kid, like riding bikes, man. Didn't think of nothing about the music at the time. But yeah, I was born in San Diego, man, all the way. Love my city, man. Can't complain at all. And okay. uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I mean, I'll get to the music part of it, but uh, I didn't really, you know, follow music at all at that time. And uh, I know my brothers that were older than my brother that was older than me, my sister, 
they all played music and yeah, I didn't think nothing of it, man. I was just a kid, just trying to have fun, riding bikes, getting into trouble. I was an arcade guy, man. I just love video games. So anything electronic, I loved it. Anything like that. So, you know, after a while, I was like, you know what? I to dig this music thing. So I had this cat next door, man, white guy. He was cool as fuck, but all he listened to was rock. Fucking ACDC, Led Zeppelin, all that shit. You know, at that time I was like, man, what the hell is this? You know, I didn't really dig it too much. But then I got used to it, right? And I was like, this is kind of cool. I'm like, all right, this is good. So I started listening to that shit, right? I'm not saying this shit, it's good shit. I started listening to that and I'm thinking, man, I'm digging this. So I never bought a record in my life. And so my older brother, my, my sister, their uh, uh, spouses took me to the record store. I was going to buy me a Kiss record. It was like, yeah, my first record. I'm going to buy me a Kiss record. So he said, Rich, man, you don't want that shit. And I was thinking, why not? I like it. It's good. No, 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 no. So they turned me away and said, well, which one should I get? And I was like, oh, well. The guy was like, I forgot who it was who told me. It was one of the brother-in-laws or something. He said, you know what? You're going to like this one better. So I bought it. And I took it home. I played it. And I, I was like, man, I'm digging the shit out of this. And so the first record I bought was the Brother Johnson's Strawberry Letter 22. Do you remember that song? Oh, shit. Yep. Yep. And I was like, so I changed my whole way of genres from rock to our uh, uh, soul music and from there I started collecting then I started getting some more records then I said you know what I need to go make some money to buy a tape deck you know tape decks were kind of cool at the time and uh, then I had a little turntable old turntable man piece of shit it was cool then I started getting more records what was the turntable was it like off your house set or something yep Exactly, and they had the little arm to freaking hold the next record. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I have one of those things on top where it go when it ends, it go click, click, pap. <laughs> yep, exactly for the next record to, to go on there, man. <laughs> and I'd always lose those forty-five little adapters and shit. You know those little plastic things, mm-hmm. shit that we always throw around. And then we end up finding about thirty of them laying around the house. But yeah, I started doing that, man. It was cool. So I was digging all that music stuff. So basically I was, I started collecting more and more records and I got more equipment. And at that time I started going into high school. I was more like getting involved with the uh, DJ scene. And uh, I started growing to be a DJ and I started DJing, that was my first love. And then then I was starting to to try to get equipment. I couldn't buy anything, man. I I couldn't afford nothing, nothing, man. Turntables were expensive, you know that, man. They were like- Yeah, yeah. At At that time back in 83, I think it was about 350 bucks for uh, a 1200. Wow, I'd buy one right now for that price. <laughs> hey man, at that time, man, when you're a kid, you don't have a job. Uh, well, actually, I did have a job. I was doing. I was a paper boy, dude. <laughs> I was slanging papers, and I had uh, odd jobs of cutting lawns. I fuck. I tried to hustle. And I wasn't lazy, man. I'm telling you, I always had my room cleaned, wash the dishes. Mom told me to cut the lawn and cut it. So I cut other people's lawn for fucking five bucks. <laughs> yeah. The records are expensive, like that. So what shit. kind of DJ were you, Reggie? Were you like a house DJ? Were you like a dude that cut shit up? 
did you like yeah man mix. Well, before, like what kind of, what kind of dj yeah before, uh i i was a, a cutter and a mixer okay so at the time i didn't really know too much about cutting but i was cut everything i could uh from the old turntables i had the first ones i had were belt driven and when you speed it forward it'll go real fast and then it yeah. finally slow down and uh i had this cat that, that hooked me up man it wasn't a, it wasn't a 1200 but it was an 1800 1800 oh, shit. Uh, and it had the wheel pitch not the, the the lever pitch and i was like in love man i was like fuck i gotta get me another one of these so somehow i don't remember how i got another one and that's when i started djing man so i started doing house parties then i started doing uh um, schools because i was involved with my school they let me do the lunchtime. And uh, at that time, we had the, I had shitty speakers, a uh, freaking realistic uh, mixer with the echo chamber. If you guys remember those things, man. Yeah. <laughs> try to make your, try to make your uh, uh, mixer sound like you're in a hall outside. Like a hallway. Of, yeah. yeah, it was it was fun. It was cool. So then I remember I, gro- up, uh, I remember growing up, they had a they had um, somebody would put oldies on a tape, and they would yeah. add a shit ton of echo. And like, why does it sound like I'm playing a radio <laughs> on the toilet, bro? <laughs> Man, hey, people still do that. We tell you, you gotta yeah, have the echo chamber in the car. It's like, why? Why do I got so much echo on this tape, bro? Something. Like, <laughs> 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 hey, they, they they had that shit in their cars, right? They had an echo chamber on there. Yeah, they EQ had a little they had shit. a little EQ thing on it, a passive EQ with the echo on it, bro. Remember that? Shit, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I had a homie that had uh, house uh, house speakers in the back of his car. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey. Hell yeah. I'm that guilty. was the first booming system. Yeah. I, I am guilty, brother. I did the same thing. I did the that same thing. Dope. Hell yeah. Because they didn't have those small ones. Systems were just coming out. Barely, yeah. you know what I mean? I think um, uh, Falls Gates and uh, Pile Drivers are when they first started. We, we couldn't afford that shit, so we put a house nah. speaker. Fuck it. Blue Thunders. <laughs> oh, man, it was it was wild. Yeah, and you guys remember? All that, uh, all that shit. It was crazy. Remember those stereos where you pull out the whole fucking stereo so they wouldn't oh, check your shit? That was even before oh, that, bro. Like, that was before yeah. that shit. Shit. Oh, that didn't yeah. come out until, like, late 80s or some shit like that. Yeah, that was late 80s. You're right. That was. That was a thing, though. I That's when you thought you were the shit walking in the mall, homie. You thought you were balling with that shit. <laughs> fucking walking with, like, a stereo in your hand. Looking like a lunch pail, homie, at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing, so you're doing like house parties. You're doing school shit, like so. At that time, did you even is is was your mindset is like, I'm gonna be the baddest DJ. That's all I'm gonna do is just be a DJ. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And what happened was, and I'll give you the story next. But uh, I uh, started doing it for about a year. I collected some some gear. Got some good stuff, uh, good turntables, and uh, uh, the equipment that that worked. I uh, got a lot of records. Should I tell you how I got them? Sure, why not? <laughs> quick, quick story, man. Here we go. I couldn't afford it, right? So there's this, this, there's this, there's this record store, man. Statue limitations is up, so we good. <laughs> On Target Records, man. If you guys remember oh, damn. this? Damn. Okay, I do. Back in the day. I had a local one right there because I lived in Lomita. And right there, there was a, in the corner of the shopping strip mall, there was an on-target record. It was it was fucking like 95 degrees, and I'd go in there with the jacket. And the people were like tripping and shit. So what I would do is I'd get every record I wanted, pretend I'd buy it, 
put it under my back, zipped up the bottom of my jacket, come out the, come out with one record, buy one record, and they come out with about 10. Oh, so damn. I do that like, at least like twice a week. So I get, I had a shitload. I had a crate, a lot of crates because of that. I Remember that I movie Juice? It, <laughs> that movie Juice? <laughs> 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 he's like, yes, he's like, no. Like, yeah, slip it in the jacket. And it's not like, so and it's not like, and it's not like they had like digital inventory back then, bro. They just, you know no, what I'm saying? No, they didn't, man. I mean, so what was your open? What was the first like, like time that you knew that? Yeah, you know what? This is this is me. This is who I am. What made you go to that point where it's like, you know what? I got to get these records no matter what. Yeah, like, the, one, my one, friend, the confidence that they gave me because okay. I was starting to mix and scratch. I think it was probably about six months prior. Uh, to where I'm going to get at right now. Okay. Uh, to, uh, I think, um, yeah, I made a, a shitload of tapes. Roxanne, Run DMCs, all these old school uh, Houdinis and mixes. And, and, and they're, they're, they're tight. So I cut, scratch, blend, made uh, the two-sided 60-minute tape. So that was a, I made quite a few at the time. So that was, that was cool. And then I, I did a couple um, uh, jams uh, or house parties. And that felt good, man. They made real for like I'm, I'm going strong, going strong. So, two days before you start that, what was your DJ yeah. name? D Jammin Reg. D Jammin so Reg. Yeah. How'd you get that name? My brother, my younger brother, made me a plaque, and so he, we didn't know what to call me. And then he in Woodshop, he created something for me. Uh, and said, you know what? This is your name. This is your name. But this is this is about a year later. Later, I didn't have one at that time. Back in '85, mm -hmm. I didn't have it at the time. '84 and '85, I had nothing. They just said, Reggie, you want to DJ? I go, yeah, sure, I'll DJ. I did Madison High School, did uh, our local high school, maybe come up some other stuff, man. They, they like what I played, man. We did a lot of cool jams. What people do for money from uh, that to uh, was a lookout weekends, so, you know, all that good shit that was back then. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, last time I was able to DJ, uh, physically with my hands was, uh, the day my younger brother's birthday. So at that time, I was battling with this local guy that lived up here in Meadowbrook, on uh, Skyline. His, his name was Geechee Dan. Uh, he had all the shit. He had the new marks 12, SP12, SP1s, uh, uh, all the, the the big amps, all that stuff. He used to do Skyline Parks and all that. And he used to cut it up. I was like, damn, dude, I was envious, right? It's like, I want to be like that. So he came over that day, my brother's birthday, dude. I just ripped it up, man. Scratch, he was there watching and watching. And then he came up to me, shook my hand. He goes, man, you're good, bro. You're good. Why don't you come to my pad, dude, uh, Sunday. And we'll, we'll chop it up. So long uh that that with that being said sunday came uh on that morning and unfortunately i had the wild idea of going to the beach and to make a long story short i dove off a cliff jumped in the water and broke my neck hmm. and ended up paralyzing myself from the neck down uh it's been about 35 years now so wow. things have changed since then man so trying to come back to be a DJ from my accident uh, was, a, was a battle because I tried to do it again. But to let people that 
let, to let people know that don't know me, I lost uh, the, the movement of my fingers, most of my arms. I'm like, most of my limbs are just, it's gone. They're gone. Can't move them. But by looking at me, you can tell that uh, I have some disability, but most of it's gone. But I just fake it good. No doubt. I need to. It's my tough, son was tough. My son was hit by uh, two cars, man, and uh, he became a quad, quadriplegic. Yeah, that's from me. the neck, from the neck down. Oh, a true quad. See, yeah. What they call what, what I am is a, a, a quad, but when they got somebody that can't move any of their limbs, is a true quad. Yeah. Yeah, he oh. was from the neck down on a breather, on a ventilator. Yes. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, C1 and C2 injury Ooh, to the neck. Sheesh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh, yeah, he used to, yeah, that's, survived that's for two years, man. man. He fought for two years and then he passed away. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. Damn, that's no, so all, sad. Yeah, it's See, all the good, thing man. is that I, 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 I accepted what, what, what was dealt to me. And yeah. only only because I know that there's people that are worse than me. There's much worse than what I am. There's yeah. way worse. And I'm just like, why, why am I complaining? Why, why, why? I can't bitch about anything, man. I got my life. I'm still able. I got my family. Shit. I'm still yeah. doing good. Yeah. Let me Even ask you I'm something. Let me, like let me ask you something, Reg. Yeah. Pri prior to the prior to the accident. Yeah. What was your mindset as a young man? Like, what was your what was your thought process that you're invincible? Nothing can happen to you. You're the baddest DJ. You're gonna be the baddest DJ on the planet. What what what, what was what was your mindset before the oh, before yes, the uh, accident? Absolutely. And at that time, my mindset was straight focused on music. I loved it. I loved every tune that came out. When I heard something on the radio, 92.5, I was like, I got to get that jam. So I was like, man, I want to get it. I want to make a, another mixtape. So I want to be a badass DJ. And at that time, I don't know if there was any battles going on or anything to where you can uh, be some kind of superstar. But, you know, I was like, fuck college. I'm just going to go do my music thing because that was my passion. I loved it and I wanted to keep moving forward. And I was like, man, I could be good at this. And I was, and I believe I was. <laughs> I had uh, yeah. all the people that had my mixtapes tell me, right, this is good. This is real dope. It was real good. And it just fucking, when I hit that brick wall, I was like, oh, devastated. I was like, I so look, so if you're, if you're willing to share it, dude, because I think a lot of times stories like yours, um, people don't understand. They see where you're at now. And if they weren't necessarily there and in that process, and I can include myself in that because I see you as you, there's a there's a, a process you have to go through to get to where you're at right now. And I think you, if you're willing to share some of the struggle and some of the process that you've had, I think you can inspire somebody else that may be where you were at 35 years ago. And hopefully they're listening to our podcast and hear that, you know, your mind is something that, that, either will stop you from doing something or it'll excel you and and, and push you to do something so if you're yeah, willing absolutely. to share that I, I like to hear absolutely. i like to hear something like that absolutely absolutely so during the time when I, I i did have the accident i i was just like didn't really feel i felt numb it was just like you're in a state of shock basically and so i was thinking i'll get over this no no big deal days go by Weeks go by, months go by. I graduated. Then I started going through a depression. It hit hard. It was really tough. I went through a, a stage where 
nothing really mattered at that time. And I was thinking, damn, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? What's going to happen? And it was like, fuck, what am I complaining about? You know, I got good family, man. Good family. They can take care of me. But then I'm thinking, what am I going to do? What, what, what can I do to proceed what I loved? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought about it. And I was like, I thought hard. And this took two years, bro. Two years to think. And it's not easy. So what inspired me more was finding out technology was growing. And this is what I got to tell all the other kids too, that you just don't give up because technology is still going to evolve. It's only going to get better and better and better. And so that helped me out big time to help me do things that I wanted to do and uh, evolve to where I am today. So back after two years after my accident, I started picking up more gear and started getting the drum machine, getting a sampler, getting all these other things. Then I started getting busy. I started feeling better about myself. I start. I, I didn't. I didn't feel so down anymore. I felt more encouraged to do things. I wanted to get out of bed. I wanted to say, "Hey, let's. I can do this." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I can do this!" And I did it. And now, going stronger and stronger, you can keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And here we are today. It's, I'm still going strong. I'm still loving it. So what? Kids, yeah, you know they they, they they can still do it. Yeah. So what influenced you in that time period? You said it was about two years. What yes. caught your ear, saying, you know what? Maybe I should get a drum machine because drum machines, you know, they're they're that it wasn't something common like it is now. Sampler is not something yeah. common like it is now. So pricey, what kind of like? Pricey. What kind of made you think like, you know what? Let me try to get the sampler, or let me think about getting and, a drum machine. What? I'm gonna tell you right now, my folks. Shouts out to my mom and dad. They're my inspiration, my love, my everything. They're the ones that got me in the gear. They kicked me in the ass the hard way and said, you gotta do something. I said, well, help me. And they did. They are right there. My family, all my family, brothers and sisters, they're right there by my side. What do you need? We'll help you. And so right then and there, I was like, all right. I felt more confident. So I did it. I was like, okay, cool. I wanna go this direction. I wanna go that direction. And then, then I started picking up pieces and pieces and pieces and started putting them all together. Once I started getting things together, I was like, like all right, cool. Uh, introduce me to this dude. All right, then maybe we can come up with something. Yeah. Uh, that, it, it, it all started that way. It's all family, bro. It's all yeah. the ones that, that have love for you. That's the main I'll, thing you have to have to get it going. Yeah, I want to highlight something because yeah, when you're going through this, what year was that? I believe in... Uh, Hmm. 87? Okay. Yeah. So there was no internet. So there was nope. no internet. It's nope, not like nope. you could be online researching and shopping stuff. So yep. did your family take you to Guitar Center? Like, did, did you yep. go and... You nailed it. They get, got me, picked me up. There was a Guitar Center downtown. I went in there. I was in, in heaven, bro. And I was thinking, damn, look at all this gear. This is fucking sick. It was Disneyland to me mixers speakers uh keyboards all that stuff couldn't afford it but you know hey can't afford a lot of things but still they look good to me so they ended up uh giving me my first drum machine man what is this oh it was a yamaha or something about to ask you what was your first drum machine yeah 
German's name was the Yamaha uh, RX7. RX7. Oh, it was the that was the big one with the green buttons. It had the green button. Oh, you know, I had green buttons. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was, was a, a big drum machine. I think my it dad wasn't had that, that one. big. I don't think it, I didn't think I had the big, big one. It was oh, my dad had the, the big, big one, but it sucked, dude. <laughs> uh, and right. then you remember what your sampler was? Yes, I still have it. It's an EPS oh, shit. 16 plus. The so that, so that that keyboard you had is that's the sampler you got at, during that time, or a little bit later? No, this was this was later. Okay, okay. So this was the, so I'm I'm probably passing over a couple years, but I went through three drum machines before I got a sampler. I ended okay. up getting the uh, the Yamaha. I bought then I bought a, a Elisis. Uh, shit, I don't even know the name brand of that thing. The Elisis 16, the little blue, the yes. black one with the blue. You yeah, I had that one. You got you got it. You got it. And then, and then I end up. The last one was a Core DDD one, because okay. it has sampling capabilities. Okay, like three I, I seconds, four that. seconds. <laughs> nah, two. <laughs> oh shit! And they couldn't play simultaneously. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and then you had to buy cartridges to get extra sound. So hey. So it was like a ahead. smoked out. It was like a smoked out NPC, huh? <laughs> oh, dude, it was it was a burnt, tweaked out NPC, man. Oh, oh right. right. And the SP12s and all that stuff. So all that time, I think it took three years that I was playing with all that. And still, I had my DJ system. I had my 1200s. I, I had bought um, uh, some store in Vegas. I had the uh, the B... Uh, what is it? The B... Uh, uh, B30s? The B, 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 B30s. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had the... Uh, I had the... Uh, well, those are the subwoofers. Yeah. Oh, hell, I had them both. Okay. And, you know, I used to rock in the pad, dude. Just DJ. I had my DJ stuff. I couldn't scratch. I was able to blend, though. Yeah, I think it's dope, dog. I think it's dope because, again, it's so, you're, you're, you're going through whatever you're going through, and you made an effort to get out of your house. Your parents and family supported you to get out of your pad, and you yeah. went to down to downtown to do it. And you did your research in house, bro. Like it, it's 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 dope, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, it was all right, it, was, on, it was all word of mouth back then, where you would have to say, "Oh, you know what? You got to go to uh, Guitar Center." Or was oh the other one was Apex Music. And what was that at? It? Those two guys. It was downtown also. That was on Broadway. Okay. And that was a place where yeah, that was, that was a pretty big place. That was about rockers, but still they had the equipment in gear. Okay. And yeah, that's where I bought my first Newmark mixer. Yeah, okay. I forgot, dude. I, mean, I went ahead of myself, but I did. I went back to DJing. Let me back up just a bunch. And okay. uh, I went back to DJing after my accident. And uh, I forgot. I was working for uh, Mid City Productions. They hired me along with the other regular guys. And uh, I did that for about a year. I was in the record pool. I, I was. That's when I started really started trying to get out of my shell, but it didn't work out because I, I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't just get up and go. I had to get somebody to help me. Uh, I've got a little brother, Andy, pick up the records. Uh, I need you to take me to the school. Well, I need you to take me to Southwestern. I need you to. It ended up being a burden, bro. Sorry, guys. It's all good. It's all good, man. <laughs> oh man. And, uh, so basically. Uh, that's when I went to the depression, bro. I forgot. You know what? 89. See, man, all that stuff is... Like, 
it's so long ago I forget. Yeah. So it's like time that ha- things that happened to me, it happened. I accepted it. I moved forward. And to look back on it now, I'm like, what year was that? Once you get older like me, bro, I'm 52, <laughs> getting ready to be 53. <laughs> still, you're still a youngster player. I'm still. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a dude. I'm a man kid. <laughs> hey, man, man, I had a question, man. Uh, uh, sure, go for it, bro. How did you meet my boy GPA? Oh, let's see. How did we meet? I met him uh, on my 26th birthday. Uh, okay. He was invited through an acquaintance of mine. Uh, back. Uh, what year was that? Uh, let's see. Was my 24. Was it 94? 94. Yes. Yes, you're right. I just turned 26 because uh, I was born in 68. So, yeah, we had a, a, a get-together at that time. He came over, and I was like, hey, more power, dude. More rappers. And uh, he came on, spit on the mic, and I was like, dude, I like this guy. This guy's <laughs> good. Let's pick up. Let's, let's, let's get together. And we did. We'll get Hell to that yeah. story, though. It, 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 it was fun, man. It was a good thing, man. I dug it. That's dope, man. But, yeah, so getting back to, uh, uh, real quick, to, to the uh, uh, early 90s, uh, when I bought my first sampler, EPS, that was uh, back in 90, uh, uh, 91, late 91 or early 92. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking about it now. I don't know what the hell I was getting into, bro. I was... <laughs> it was like a computer which I didn't know nothing about. So I had this big ass thick manual, like a two inch thick manual I had to read through and I did. I read through it from top to bottom, back and forth, all through it. I mastered that thing. So that's how I was able to come up with a lot of sounds, tricks and, and do all kinds of things with it. So I met this one cat and I forgot his name. I can't remember for the life of me, man. Uh, one of my boys from school brought him over and he wanted to rap. It's like, dude, I never done nothing like this before I'm, I'm not a, a, a person to, to record rap or anything so he goes yeah we'll just make this and that I was like all right so I made a beat don't remember how it went and he dug it and fun. that's when I started buying more gear more and more and that's when everything that's when the damage was done bro I, I was done then once I started getting that getting the guy in I was like I'm done that's it it's over uh, we're gonna sell the house. I'm gonna buy a studio. <laughs> I thought that way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I got into uh, uh, recording him somehow, and I don't even remember how I recorded him. I don't know if I sampled him on the EPS or if I had a tape player, a four track. I I I don't remember. And uh, I don't remember. It's been a long, long time. But then that's when I started to get into meeting more people. Then I met another cat. I forgot who it was. Uh, I tried to do something. But then I, at that time, back in 92, late 92, uh, I had a friend named Paco. Good friend of mine, man. He's the one that hooked me up with the 1800s and uh, got me started with the DJing thing. And he was uh, present the day before my accident. And he wasn't there the day of. So he got me, like, he took care of me, man. He, he was a good, he's a good guy. And uh, he somehow found a night out on the street. And uh, brought him over. And I was like, yeah, I could do some stuff. So I met with him, started getting with him together, uh, tried to do something. And, uh, and he said, oh, you know what, Reg? You know why you're doing this? I got this other group. 
And I go, here we go. I got some more people. So they brought in this group called the Aztec Tribe. These, these five guys come over. I'm like, damn, what the hell am I getting into? <laughs> not, not only I got Night Owl, then I got these five guys like, holy shit, dude, where am I? All right, where am so I before you get in, So before you get into that story, leading up to that when you got your EPS 16, did you ever play piano? Did you ever have any like musical background on, on, on any kind of instrument or anything like that? Yes, sir. Back in high school, I back up a little bit. Uh, I started playing music when I was in uh, uh, seventh or eighth, eighth grade, seventh grade. Seventh and that's grade. when you were at that's, that's, that's when you were at O'Farrell, right? Yeah, I went to O'Farrell. See, at that time, I didn't, I wasn't still, I still wasn't really listening to music too much. But I was in a uh, playing in the band. Then I think uh, maybe a year late, later after that, I started listening to music. But yeah, I played a lot of me instruments in the, in the in high school, playing um, sax, trumpet, learned everything except for guitar and piano. That's one thing I kind of regret not learning because the, the, the way the keys are and the way the notes, that, that helps out to, you know, for production. I mean, I know a lot now, but that was back then. Yeah. So that, that helped me get into how to uh, mess with the keyboard and learn notes and learn uh, chords, uh, structure, um, time. All that comes into play when you create an arrangement. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time when I was doing the stuff with these guys, uh, I learned, I knew all that. The only hard part was to learn the, uh, the system, to, to put it together. And once I learned that, I was good to go. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started, that, that's when everything started, bro. That point on, started my career well so whatever you want to call it <laughs> so fast forward <laughs> night owl comes into your into your house do you ever did you even know what you were doing as far as making the album or sequencing the song like at the beginning with the hooks and all that or was that just that kind of time, a learning process during that project it was, it was actually actually kind of like uh learn as you go so basically i would come up with something but then we come up with the structure. Well, I want to say this at this point and drop off some of these sounds here. I want to say this at this point. So I was able to sequence it, format it to where the artist wanted it to, to their specifications. So I did it like that. And then I was like, okay, I can structure the next one. So I'll make another one, I'll structure the next one. And then I went, went on and on and on. So I was like, all right, I get how this game works. I know I understand it now, I get it. And that's how I started working next with the other guys. And then I started getting involved with more and more people. So I guess in that two years, man, before I met you, bro, I started, I learned a lot, starting to get things together and learn more about the sampling techniques, the, the mixing techniques and the structure of the uh, composition. And that part right there, uh, it takes a lot of work. It's a, it's a mind time, mind, mind, mind. <laughs> It takes a lot out it's of you, bro. Because you got to know what it's you're a mind. doing. It's it's okay to say it. it's a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So what were you recording? What were you recording vocals on? Uh, I ended up buying an R8 Vustex, eight real, eight real uh, analog recorder. So people and, don't understand uh, what a real to real is. It's a big see, ass tape. Today's technology, man. It's it's you could use it to do your phone record, but back then there's so much wiring going on. Uh, you couldn't just 
uh, stop at the end of the song and rewind it real quick. You have to wait for the tape to go mm-hmm. and go back, recording, record. So there was so, a lot of money spent, man. So how many songs did you do on that? Because this is this is technically this, you're talking about Night Owl's debut album, right? I believe it's his album. I'm not sure. And then how many? He had how many, uh, songs prior to coming to me. But I think this is his first like full-on album. So how many tracks did you do on that first album? Uh, probably ten, I think. Okay. Maybe nine. I, I damn, I don't even know. I don't even have it anymore. It's been so, a while. so when he came in, was he like all business? You had the track, you gave it to him, he come back, record it, and it was a quick process, or was it something like we, I come here a couple weeks that, at a time? At that time, when I was doing him and the tribe, actually both of them together, I think I had a four track. I didn't have the Foss text then. Okay. Because what we did was take our material and moved it up to uh, LA on, on the big boards. So what we did was track everything out. And they had a professional engineer and uh, 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 they recorded their vocals there. So essentially, so, you just took the e- you just took the EPS up there and then tracked it out on yes, on tape up there. Exactly. Okay. EPS, and I think I had a uh, I think I had about the JD eight hundred, and uh, and I used both of them. Yeah, you know what? I had a vocoder JD eight hundred because I remember one of his tracks. He had a vocoder on it. Yeah, and, I remember uh, that one. I took it all up there. I had to take it all, all up there. Did you produce uh, "Sick in the Mind"? The one where he sounds sounds like a robot. Oh yeah, that's the name of the song. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just took a more, I just took a more bounce loop. The 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 uh, arrangement of the melody. I'm sorry. Took the melody, fed into the vocoder, and he just rapped to it. And, so going uh, back to one of our old, one of going back to one of our older interviews, when we were talking to Brown, when Brown introduced me to Night Owl, and we were in front of Night Owl's house, he had shown me stuff that you and him were working on, Madman. And that uh, one of those songs was the sick. Would you say sick in the mind? Sick in the yeah, mind. Yeah, sick in the that's mind. like was that song favorite track right there, man. No shit. That's when I, I first. That's when I. Heard, that's when I first heard about you. Yeah. Oh damn. So you whole al- around, right? <laughs> yeah. That whole album. That's like my favorite track right there. Oh thanks, man. Oh, you know, hey, well he did it. So I mean, basically, it was a collab at that time, and uh, I think he recorded the whole thing up there. Uh, yeah, he didn't record nothing here as far as vocals were. If he did, they were dummies. They were just uh, uh, reference tracks to take up to the studio. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah we, we did it all up there. Yeah, we had good times, man, with uh, all the guys and stuff. The tribe went up there. Uh, we met good people. Uh, fun times, bro. Fun times. He and- just, uh, he just, sorry to interrupt you, but he just mentioned uh-huh. you in one of his interviews, man, and he gave you a lot of props. He gave you a lot of props. Yeah, he gave you a lot of props for. uh, He had a lot to do with his when starting out his uh, his music career. All right, on yeah. Yeah. Well, we we never forget where we began, you know. So. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I won't forget him, dude. No way. How long did that project take? From start Uh, to finish, you estimate. It's real. Actually, it was very fast. I could say six months at the most. I think from composition to finish product. I think that we did, all the recording was done in January of 93. So sometime in 90, late 92, we started production to the beginning of the 93 year. 
and that was including the four songs from the tribe. So I was busy. I was working a lot, not doing stuff. I mean, I don't know how good they came out. I mean, today I listen to them, I'm just laughing. <laughs> yeah. So at, at that time, what what, what uh, Astro Tribe project were you working on? It was uh, four of them. One was uh, down in the hood. I remember that one. I remember doing that one because the, the engineer had problems tracking all my tracks and the pitch was wrong. He, he screwed up on the tempo and the pitch, when he sped it up, it was the wrong pitch. It was all messed up. So we had to do it again and again. I was like, okay, that was uh, down in the hood, life of an Aztec, here we go. And was it because I'm down home? I so that was, a, was that the stuff that was on the compilation? Yeah, it was on the brown, brown something. Brown and proud or brown, yeah, whatever. Brown yeah. and down or one of those, <laughs> one of those names. Oh, yeah, one down of those things. The, it was down for it, the brown. Say, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was one I'm, of those where it was forgettable, I guess. I've never heard but, any of those tracks. Oh, um, man, what? it was, it was, it was one. Well, we don't want to really want to remember them either. <laughs> <laughs> no, my boys, I love my, I shout out to the Aztec tribe, man. They're good people, good brothers, man. I remember them from straight from the zone. See, I, well, yeah, I met, I, yeah, when I met those guys, I was kind of intimidated because there were five motherfuckers. Yeah, like, damn. So when you met when you met them, did you ever hear of them before, or it was just like, no? Nope. Oh yeah, nope. okay. So something fresh. You didn't have any. You didn't have any uh, background on them or anything, huh? No, no knowledge. Check this out, bro. No, I had no knowledge of Legion of Doom, uh, local artists here, anything from San Diego. No knowledge. I was in a shell. I was all to myself, just making beats on my drum machine and my EPS, all pretty much all alone. And then that's when mm -hmm. my, my boy brought in this one cat and said, uh, "You know this guy? You know this guy?" You know? I go, "No, I don't." So. They try to put me up on game a little bit about who's who and what's what. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm getting familiarized with this. So, you know, we got people that uh, buy cassette tapes from um, uh, LA that has all these uh, rappers from out there. So I got familiarized with uh, a lot of the uh, old Ice Cube stuff. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what was his, uh, uh, him and Jinx, what was the group? Um, ah, damn, fill me in. Um, CIA. Yeah, God, you kind of forget that. So when I got when I got that record, I was like, "Ice Cube, get busy, the girl, whatever it was." I was like, yeah. "This is cool." I was wondering how they did the drums. That's the reason why I bought a lot of drum machines. I was like, "Man, I can't get that sound." I bought EPS sampled their shit. Like now I got their sounds. Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make some shit. <laughs> so they, they they helped me out uh, getting a lot of the uh, new stuff. Well, a lot of stuff that I created to make it sound like it's a uh, studio. But you know, samplers, you know, they're expensive, bro. They were really expensive at that time, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. $2,000 is no joke. You know, at that time, you know, I mean, dude, I'm on a fixed income. I mean, thank God for my folks, man. They helped me out a lot. And yeah. you know, my brother, sister, they all pitch in whatever I needed. So, you know, they got me a piece of gear here and here and there and there. So that's when I started evolving. So the, the, the virus is spreading, bro started mm -hmm. to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So once I, back, once I got done with Night Owl and, and, and uh, Aztec Tribe uh, first stuff, I was just like, all right, who's next? What do I do? 
And I think that at that time I started working uh, with Straight From The Zone with Aztec Tribe. And at the same time, I think I met with you. I think mm. it, was in, it, it was in March of um, 94, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after that, so I got a, I, a year. Yeah, I, I, got a, so. I got a question because I'm kind of curious to uh, to see if this is around the same time. So one of our homies, Wise, shout out to Wise and Sick from the G-Funk Junkies podcast. G-Funk um, Junkie. What's up? Yeah. So he asked about uh do you remember working with uh psycho psychoalition oh yes absolutely how can i forget about that shout outs to abel and clint good boys man love those guys man those guys give us uh, some background let's give us some background on that one psychoalition came i you know what how did i even meet these guys shit and i just talked to abel about two years ago i'm just trying to think of uh, how we i, I even mentioned that dude how we meet he already, he already gave me the story and I already forgot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I met him then before you or you before them. Were they in there but, when I was in there? I just don't, I kind of don't remember. You never, I don't think you met them because they had their own time. And okay. they were paying customers. And so that's when I started saying, you know what, dude, uh, before you do this, I need to, you know, charge you a couple bucks. And they said, All right, cool. You know, yeah, I can keep down. So they, 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 you know, they, they, they sponsored. So that, that, that was love. And, uh, I think I only made about shit, five songs. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Good boys, man. I love those guys, man. Clint, yeah. Andrew, man. The good, I had good, a question good for you. People, man. People. I had a question. Uh-huh. So, you know, you finished, you know, Night Owl, Aztec Tribe. How did you feel the first time hearing your music being played by other people in here? And man, damn, this is some dope shit. Like, how did you feel about that? Oh man, that gave me a woody, bro. That that, that was just like, man, look at that. they're playing that shit. What the hell? It, it's kind of like the story of uh, 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 um, uh, NWA. You know how they started? It was like, oh man, we're getting that shit on the radio. Oh, this yeah. is cool. So you start feeling this adrenaline, right? You started feeling like a little excited. Then he's like, all right, we want to pump up some more stuff. Let's do this and let's do that and let's do. And at the same time, you know, with all the boys that I work with, man, we had fun, bro. We were joking, kidding, farting around, man. <laughs> Not being real serious about things, man. It was fun. That, yeah. The project those times, bro, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Good times, so, man. You know, first first album, you think about this, though, dog, because, you know what I'm saying? The first <laughs> album that you worked on is a fucking classic, bro. Uh, Essay Track? No, the Night Owl album. That's your first oh, classic. Yeah, that's, yeah, your yeah, first, yeah, yeah. that's your first classic that, yeah, album you worked on, bro. Yeah, dude. Like that shit. <laughs> that shit is like his straight out of Compton, bro. That's his. That's his classic album right there, bro. It's, it's yo. That shit trip. is oh, fucking. Yeah. That album it's, is it's, fucking amazing. It's 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 it's, it's historical, bro, and it never changed. It's it's one of the first Chicano raps that that were out here albums that were done, and I was glad to be part of it. Exciting. Yeah. It made me feel good. And I was thinking like, man, this is good. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And that's so why I wanted to move forward. Number, classic number two now. Yeah. Straight from the zone. Yeah. So that was when did you when, when, when did you start working uh with the tribe on straight from the zone and what was the the process for that one? That was that was a time strenuous project only because 
five people, mind you, five. Not one, not two, but five. It was just hard to get everyone together to collaborate on what they wanted to do. So I'd come up with a track, put it together, they agree on it, then they still have to start to write to it. And then the next step was to get vocals recorded. That took a while because not everybody had the uh, uh, time to, to get together. Some one person had to miss a meeting. So what we did was record vocals with the guys that were ready. We did it. Then when everybody got together, we'd be like, well, we need to change this. We need to change that. So on the uh, full album, Straight From The Zone, I believe there was only what, 10 tracks or 11? I'm not sure. Something like that. So each track, it was 12. Say, there was 12? Okay. I think so. Yeah, okay, good, good. Don't quote me on it. Uh, if, if I can remember right, I think an average, it took about an average of three months per track. So we're talking about maybe two years of production. But oh, wow. off and on, we'd, we'd fuck around, dude. We'd fuck around so much, but it was worth it. We'd had fun, bro. We'd drink, kid, talk shit, go yep. out, come record, and it came out Party. like shit party bro and then that's dude i was living life bro i was living life i was only like 24 years old when you're at that age you just think man you're invincible i'm never gonna die i'm never getting sick although i do have my paralysis i'm still going forward my boys love me and we're we're having fun with this and then man, we just started making making more and more beats there's a lot of beats that didn't make the cut some were just straight whack booty and Man, <laughs> and at the same time, see the thing is, is that uh, at that same time, I believe I met a quite a few more artists. Uh, little one was one. Uh, the girls from Arizona, and I think at the same time I did meet Psych Coalition. So I, not only was I doing the Aztec Tribe album straight from the zone, I had these other projects on the side. So when they had time and I didn't. It's because it was delayed. So I was just trying to make a couple bucks here and there. Uh, that And that time, I think, when did we put out that album? Oh. I think it was 95. 95. Yeah, so did 90, yeah. Which album? The Straight, Straight from, the, from Zone. the Zone album? Yeah. I was, in, and I'm not <laughs> sure. I was in sixth grade, man, when I heard that shit for the first time. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> You're a young buck, man. <laughs> no, man, my my homeboy's uh my homeboy's big brother had all that shit, so he's like, oh, that's cool, keep man. This. Yeah. What's your first? What was your favorite? Uh, I don't know if you remember, but what's your favorite song from that album? Uh, Do you wanna fuck with the tribe, the tribe <laughs> baby? Hey, that that's my Shout favorite out. song. I have to clown Shout on. Shout out to Fly. <laughs> Shout out to Fly, man. Shout out to Fly. No Fly Vandross. Love Fly. Fly Vandross. I was just listening it's to the funny, one man. today. I was just listening to the one today where they did the the Richie. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people like that one, man. But that's not one of my favorites. It was just something I wanted to vent on. I wanted to yeah. just get, take out my frustrations and start doing something crazy. And that yeah, the that technology dope. that we had was not up to par to where it is today, where I could flip shit up. But back then, with tape, limited uh, sampling resources and the sounds that I had, I started putting things together a little bit. But I, I, I like, I, I really like uh, uh, Rolling in My Ride a lot. It's cool. Yeah. What about yours, Jeeper? What's your favorite Tribe song in that album? Um, 
coming in stocking. Yeah. I like coming in stocking and like uh, and of course everybody bounce. Those are my two oh, those are my two cuts on that album. Hey man, yeah, I'm loving that bounces. intro. The intro for uh which one was it? Uh the whole the, the beginning phone? of the album, I believe, right? No, where that girl calls like, hey, hold on shit, I got somebody on the other line. <laughs> Dude, uh, we used to have some hey bro, we used to do that shit in the studio with Reggie, bro. We would do some shit like we crank call somebody and he'd record it over for the homies. Bro, he record, He would record oh, yeah, that right. shit that's over right. his over his computer, bro. <laughs> and we oh, make a whole like he make like a whole song out of it. Dog, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> it was that one, what was the one, Mister Conductor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that shit, that album uh, is dope, hey, man. You got a good memory, bro. You got a good memory. Uh, I remember all that shit, dog. So you for the Tribes album, you actually recorded yeah. vocals in the house. Yes. So at the same time, during the years of 93 to 95, I started uh, getting more gear, more and more gear. And at the same time, I, uh, my dad helped me. Well, my dad built the vocal booth. He's the one that got in there. He's, you know, he's a younger cat then, and he's able to do a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. he made me that little booth that you remember. Yeah. So it was a so, four by four by 10, nine, seven, whatever the height is. Shit, and, well, uh, it was, it had to be at least five, it at least had to be five, six. <laughs> you fit in it, right? I fit perfect. It felt like a mansion, bro. Yeah, um, so who gave the name of your room the sweat lodge? Alright, there's 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 name changes all over the place on that guy right there. I know I I know I was responsible for one, but you 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 had the, the you had the sweat lodge when I got in there. Computer. Yeah, Rude Dog Rude Dog gave me that that as a matter of fact, not only did he give that name for the sweat lodge. He was partial uh, uh, guilty for giving the, the nickname Madman, only because okay. that him, Rudy, and I think Fly, they they were both saying, "Damn, Reg, you fucking your track sound like you're fucking pissed. You're fucking mad, aren't you, huh?" And I was like, "That's what I like. I like dark shit. I like dark, crazy shit." You know, you're fucking Madman, dude. I'm like, "Well, fuck. I guess Madman." Oh, it's stuck. Stuck during the, the process of making uh uh the, the first few tracks i believe okay and uh a lot of stuff that didn't make the cut were uh pretty crazy songs so and here's a, here's that, another here's here's another question that weiss came up with and shot him out again um yeah, he wanted he to called, know if there was any other projects or songs that were part of you know that part of the stuff that you're working on that were never released so from what i'm hearing you have some you may or you may not have some tribe stuff that's never been released still. Uh, At least from that project from that era. Yeah, there there was about. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think, there was a couple songs that we did that didn't make the cut, and they're they're buried in history right now. And I'm trying to think of the name that we came up with. It was oh gosh, it was. Uh, 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 oh my God! I can't even remember. Only reason why is because there was only one person gonna, one person that wrote to it and laid to it and didn't make the cut. There was like two other songs. I, I don't even know. There were there are actually no names for them. They were just basically oh, okay. uh, uh, tracks that were in production. And Scratch nobody, tracks, order, yeah. They were unfinished tracks that well, I wish I would I had uh, today. So I can reminisce a little bit about those. 
Mm. And there's quite a few that 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 beats that are layering around somewhere uh, at that time that got erased because digital recording started to come in play in about 96. 90, no, no, no. 95. Wait a minute. When I met with you, I don't know if I was recording digital yet. We were recording. Yeah, uh, we. Yes, we were on ADAT already when we started recording. Okay, with you. Not, not ADAT. I'm talking about straight in the box. Oh, dude, I, I was that was way past that was way past me. Because okay, um, so, when I got I there, know, you still had your reel. You still had your reel, and you had just started recording on ADAT. I did ADATs for sure on you guys. On pretty much the 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 the, prior, the, the majority of uh, straight from the zone. Ah, you know what? Uh, I want to say straight the, from the zone. Straight from God. the zone, little one, and us. You were you were all on ADAT at that point. You're right. Hey, Reggie. Right. Yes, sir. On the straight from the zone, you did the you did the, did the remix for coming and stalking at the end of yeah. the album. Was it your idea? or Was it the tribe's idea to do a remix for that track? Uh, I believe it was a collaboration because we yeah. were talking about having a different version for this for shows. So I said, "All right, let me come up with something that's going to be." uh hitting that people can recognize and i think it was the more bounce loop right uh mm, yeah 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 and so uh because the first no well, you know what that was the was first slipping. one the remix was the one was a g-funk one was it slipping into darkness i was like slipping slipping in. yeah yeah because that, that was the og there and i think the other one was the the remix yeah, the one that had the little one loop in there. Coming in, stalking, tribe, yeah. tribe, coming in, stalking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. the remix? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Because it was on, it landed up going on a single. It landed up going on a vinyl single. Yeah, I think it was the remix. Because oh, that, that album, here, here, here's from my, my recollection, that album was already completed before Little One got in there. After Little One got in there, they wanted to remix that song because he, in one of his songs, it's like, was it? coming in stuck in so they were like hey let's put that in there yeah he and it became in, a, like a single where yeah he, yeah he came in at uh uh even oh, in the, uh, the, the intro i think the the uh oh, yeah, the scarface intro yeah yes the scarface intro see I, you know it was a trip because i played that all that was not sampled i replayed every note from uh scarface intro of the the way the keys were played the way the melody was the way the whole thing was I had my kurtzwell uh k2000 had the fucking mm. sick ass uh, uh, strings on there. I was like, oh man, this is sound dope if I could remake it. I did. I think it came pretty close. And, oh, uh, yeah. and I was like, identical, bro. Gotta get a voice. So the guy said, well, let's get um, let's get a voice. And you know, well, uh, I think a li little one volunteered or uh, they asked him to do it. I'm not sure. It's been a while, but then he did it. It stuck. Then he said, well, let's get him on a, a song. And I think he did Everybody Bounce. So that's when he, we started to get into his part of his album so uh, with, how'd you meet how'd you meet little one how did that how did that happen i there was a guy his name is fred sotello if you remember that guy yeah he's, uh, he's, he's still around still around good 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 right on uh, uh it's, he brought him in i mean he, i knew fred from my boy Emil. Emil, shout out to Emil arguelles dude good man he, I think he had brought him over, um, or I knew him from him. I, I, I don't remember how I met Fred. Damn, it's been a while. So he brought in Little One, dude. He brought in Queenie. Uh, he brought in all these other, all these artists, man. And I started to get a plethora of people. I was like, I, I, 
can't handle these guys, man. It's too much work. <laughs> Pop it yeah, off, rich, man. But you're gonna get rich. You're gonna get rich. So then I was thinking dollar signs, right? And I was like, all right, fuck it, bring them, <laughs> bring them. So that's when we started getting together, putting uh, little ones tracks together. At the same time, you you met up with all of us, right, GPA? I was there before little got there. You were, okay. So at that time, I think I did with you with a, uh, a day in the life uh, and the other couple jams. And I think, so I met, think and that's the. I think we only time, had at that point we did like day in a life, and I think it's time for the nine five. That was the only things we had done at that point. Okay, those those two songs, and then at the time after that, oh no no no, we completed your EP. Yeah. Before I came up with the one that uh, I thought the song was classic. Trash. The trash song, I was like, you know what? I'm just trash. I don't even like it, dude. <laughs> That's Southeast You know where I'm side. going, right? That's Southeast so side. I was like, this shit sounds corny. And the little <laughs> one was like, it's good. <laughs> so I said, all right, GPHX. Oh, fuck. I, I'm, I'm right now. I'm on this. I'm on this. Bro, I, I remember this. So here, here, here's, 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 here's how it goes. Nobody else was there that day. Uh-huh. Break it down, GP. I'm strolling in. Down. I'm strolling in, bait. And I'm like, what's up, Reg? He's like, what's up, man? What you doing? Nothing, blah, blah, blah. All right, Brown's on the way in a little bit. All right, cool. Because we would go, me and Brown would go over there and drink, bro. We wouldn't even be recording. Uh-huh. I mean, I sat through Aztec Tribe recording sessions. I watched him and Little do the uh, Once in a Decade album. I was there, like, for 12 of the 13 songs on that record, watching them record. So I would just go over there and hang out and soak up game and like, hey, check out this drum. Look at these drums, dog. I want to sample this. And I always bring these tapes with songs, like sounds and stuff, right, Reg? Yeah. Because yeah, I got a music. I'm, I'm about music. And it's all about the ears and shit. So yeah. I remember walking in and I remember him like, oh, I don't want that. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. He's at his ADAP machine. And then um, I remember hearing, I'm like, hey, what's that? He's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going through my ADATs trying to clean up because I need room. I'm gonna record somebody in a little bit, and I was like, well, what's that? Put it back, and and it, and I heard the song, and I was like, okay, all right, uh, whose is it? He's like, no one's. I go, it's mine. He goes, you <laughs> like that? You like it? And I'm like, yeah, bro. This, this is what I want though. I want. I want, right. bass, right. I want a bass. I want a bass. I want a bass drum, homie, to thump, dude. I want it when I wanted to boom. I want boom. You know what I'm saying? And then I want you yep, to throw a little right, whistle right. thing. I want want you to throw a little whistle thing in there, and we should work on like that. All right, cool. <laughs> give me out, give me the tape. Next day I go to work at lunchtime. I write it's just another day on the southy side, and all the homies gathered up at Park side, right? And I go to Reg. I'm like, hey Reg, I got it written. He's like, what are you talking about? I go that track. He goes, what? I go listen to it, and I spit it to him. He's like, get in the booth. So I go in the booth, I record it, right? And it was like, sick, all right, cool, something's missing. And then so I think I was, I went missing in action for a couple of days. I don't know, I can't remember when. This fool's telling me that he's, because one of the the girls from Arizona, shout out to Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. One of the girls from Arizona could sing her ass off, bro. She'd be there and she could sing, dog. And nobody could yep. get her to sing on any other song whatsoever. Yep. So the weekend that nobody was there, I guess they came or she came and visited Reg, and he was like, "Hey, we're gonna work on this one." This this week, and then he I remember him calling me and saying, "Hey, what are you gonna call this song?" Like, uh, "Southie Side." He goes, "Well, how about like cruising through the night and the Southie Side?" Like, "Oh yeah, that sounds good, dude." Like, whatever. 
So I never saw her that weekend. I come back on that Monday or that Tuesday. He goes, hey, check this out. And he hits the song and it's her singing it, singing the hook with the ad libs in the middle of the in the middle of the Damn. verse. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit. So then <laughs> so then she's got her she's got the, the hook going. And so I was like, hey, let me add something in, in there. So when I went back in, I was like, yeah, come and take a ride on the Southie side. And dude, that shit was that, that was, was it. the shit. That was it. It I was with the days, it. bro. GPA, you you stud, yeah. bro. <laughs> so so check this yeah, out. Man. So here's the other here's the other thing. I'm gonna tell this story, Reg, and, and you can yeah. join in. We wanted to do we did a radio version, right? And we did That's a street right. version. And the street version, I've always been into really like into interludes. I want to do like some kind of skit or something yep. leading up to a song, right? So Reggie's like, hey, let's do it where like you're driving up to a, a liquor store and some drunk guy is asking you to 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 uh, for some change and you land up knowing them. Yeah, the handout or something. Remember that? Oh, but that's what the started one? it. Yeah, so what started so, yeah, it was his okay. brother Ruben. His brother Ruben, so, he, uh, he used to I sing that song. I got the perfect, I got the perfect voice for this. I got the perfect voice. And he goes, all right, all right, I got my brother. He'll, he'll 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 fuck it up, dude. He'll sound like a bum, like a motherfucker. Call me straight and, and, out, and, off, dude. <laughs> shout out to Ruben, man, because he used to. The, what yeah. what led up to it too was Ruben always used to sing that song. I, instead of I got spurs, that jingle jangle jingle. He used to say I got sperm, that jingle jangle jingle. And I was like, hey, we gotta add that to that song. So then we did that portion of it. We were sitting there just. It was all freestyle. And then this dude, Reggie, man, he was like, hey, I got an idea. Grab my camcorder. Let's go outside. Yep. So we go outside, and he hits record on his camcorder, bro, bro and lays it on the sidewalk. And then we're walking around in rocks. There's a car pulling up backwards. You know what I'm saying? And you can hear somebody. You can hear you can cars driving by. You can hear the, the crunchiness on the, on the street. You hear doors slamming. He takes he 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 removes that audio from the from the video, puts it in the song. So when me and his brother, aka Twelve Pack, are talking, it sounds like right. I'm in the parking lot of a liquor store, bro. Yeah, fucking genius, dude. And so that's how production works, bro. You got to get a mindset to see what we need. What's missing? We can't just have you and Rube just in the booth and saying something. You have that. You have to have all the elements. You have to have the atmosphere. All the whole whole thing in one 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 place. And that worked out, bro. That was so. That was that was a classic moment. I love doing that. Yeah. That was really cool, man. And, and I remember he said too. He, there was a part uh, in the song where I was like, "Homie's the bomb." Now you know his song. And uh, a couple weeks earlier to that, my homie MRT, rest in peace, MRT, was in there, and he, he was super baked. And Reggie was recording him talking, and he's like, "So how you feeling, man?" He's like, "It's the bomb, homie." And so he put he put his voice in that song when I said. Homie's the bomb. You go. You can hear him go. It's the bomb, homie. <laughs> good shit, man. Good shit. Man, good times, things man. like that. Things like that. Oh man, we, we we go through a lot of work, but it was fun doing it, man. We have yeah. ideas. If they come to fruition, we put them together. If they mess, we're gonna go with it. And for the most part, with me and GPA. We we uh, got together on a lot of good stuff and, and it meshed. It worked out great. There was yeah. really no do-overs. There was really not uh, not really too many um, uh, mistakes that we had to redo over uh, because you're what you're one. And then Brown also too uh, came in and with your your thing. Got together. You guys knocked out one song, did the next one, and then the next one. 
I think yeah. I, with you guys, I think it was pretty quick to tell you the truth. Well, and, the one uh, thing, my, my, my thing was is that my dad, who's a musician, always told me when you go to a studio, be prepared because time is money. And you don't want to waste a person's time by you not being prepared. So be prepared when you get in there. So yeah. when we went in there, it was like, pop, 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 pop. Okay, now done. Well, you, you had your shit ready. You know, the good thing about what I, I, I appreciate with you is that if you didn't have this line ready, go give me a minute, Reg. Okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm all yep. like that? No, yep. come on, dude. Come on, you're not ready yet. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> hey, Reg, the only thing... The only thing I had to do before before ever recording, remember Reg, I'm like, hey, dude, I got to go smoke a cigarette. I don't know why I had to smoke yeah. a cigarette before I recorded. Oh, yeah. Hey, Reg, hey, that was a must. I mean, like, I got all these other cats that had to do that. Well, Reg, I got to go smoke the joint real quick. I'll be back. Just, you know, hey, hey, it's part of the, the music business. All right, go ahead, Al. Sorry, go ahead. Hey, you ha- do you have any unreleased GPA track? Ah! Yeah. Uh, if I did, he would have known it by now. He does. Hey. I would- <laughs> He does. You know what's messed up though? Uh, we went through, you know, an ordeal with uh, a few people that I work with. It was, you know, an unfortunate incident, and uh, we separated for a while, uh, a long while actually. And, yeah, uh, what? You guys not? At the time, I was fifteen years. A lot. Huh? Say it again. I want to say we we didn't talk for like fifteen years, bro. Because 96 was the last time I saw you, and 14. I didn't see you until 2011. 14, 15 years? You're right. God damn, you got a good memory. Yeah, bro. Something like that. And so at that time, when I was doing his thing and we separated, uh, I was recording other people, and I, and I did everything on ADAS. And so I have a shitload of ADAS of stuff. My, I have a bad habit of not labeling shit. I have a bad habit of not knowing what is what. And still to today, sometimes I don't label shit, I don't mark shit, and because I know what's what. So I was like, oh, right, oh, it's the ADAT with the blue thing on it. What blue thing, there's three of them. Oh, well, the one with the, the, the broken label. Oh, well, there's two that are broken label. Oh, the one with the missing thing on there. I already know what, what was what. So at that time when I was recording all these people, uh, Unity Clan, uh, their, their people, a lot of heads, dude. I mean, fuck, I can't even remember. I'm sick. I would record tape to tape to tape to tape. So when your tape got mixed in the mix somewhere in here, uh, I don't know if I mislabeled it or it's it's covered by another label. So I was trying to find a way of getting these old ADATs, and I still have them, if they still work, to get them to play again. Then we can have some old other things that we did, like- Oh um, yeah, the murder uh, song. that one that we did? Uh, Brown, uh, Brown Little One GPA. That down one, any one, any day. Yeah. That one right there is one. Uh, whatever happened to the one that we did with the the Arizona going down with Chuko and well, shouts out to Chuko, man, wherever he's at, man. Yeah. That's another cat that I worked with back in the day. Um, what oh, else man, you would have? I... You would have you would have you would have run motherfucker run on that. Yes. Um, yeah, you would have. What else do we have? Um, with the wind oh, stu- Studio Gangster. Remember? Oh, Studio Gangster. That's studio Gangster. Oh, that yeah. song, Al. That song was a banger, bro. Like ah. straight banger. Because when when, that- when um, Brown was saying Studio Gangster, and what Reggie did, if you're listening to your headphones, it panned back and forth. Studio. Gangster, oh yeah, dude. Gangster, 
studio. Oh, yeah. gangster, gangster. So what was the la- what was the last uh, what was the last song you and uh, GPA worked on before mm-hmm. everything went south? Uh, I want to say "Booming in the Ride" or "Nuts in Your Mouth." One of those two. It, we had done Southeast Side first, right? Southeast on the on the second project, we had recorded Southeast Side, "Booming in the Ride." Nuts in your mouth. Actually, it might have been either the murder song. There's brown. Uh, there's a murder song. Brown little one. GPA. And then there was uh, fuck your life. There was studio gangster. Damn, you got remember? Got a good memory, bro. Um, what was the other one? There was one more that I can't think of. Let me see. Let me look on my thing. So, at, yeah. when you guys, when you guys had the fallout. You guys didn't completely see each other for 15 years, right? I remember when I interviewed him for the first time, you told me about his GPA. So you guys Damn. never saw each other till that moment? Yes. Damn. Exactly. So, so just just to go on record, Reggie did try to reach out to me a couple times through his cousin, because I was a mutual friend with his cousin. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, remember, I remember getting, my aunt was like, hey, uh, that producer guy wants to talk to you on the phone. But I got so much into this mental state, bro, of... And I remember telling Reggie, and maybe I think, I think maybe even Oscar and then, bro, like, hey, right now is not the GPA from the street. Right now, this is the clean GPA. GPA is not doing hardcore drugs, right? If I ever go back to doing drugs, I ain't gonna like nobody. Just make that clear. I'm gonna, I'm just not gonna like anybody. I don't want to get back to that person. When the situation happened with us, it was a lot of he said, uh, he said, she said shit, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and we and we Wait. made a choice. When, when the last words we had, it wasn't on bad terms. It was like, "Hey, my mom and dad say, you know, they don't. She wants to kind of keep. They want to keep everybody from coming around for a while, yep. for stuff to cool down, yep. give it some time." Yep. All right, cool. I took it as my music career is over. My 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 free time and my hobby, my place where I would go to stay off the street is gone. So what do I do next? I go back to what I know how to do, and I went back to the street. Yep. While the while the time that. I'm in the while the time I'm in the street. I get that demon on my back again. I'm in a, I'm in an environment of, of drama, and I have something now where it's like this is my reality. So when his cousin comes to talk to me, hey Reggie, said what's up? I don't care. And then hey, uh, so Reggie's on the phone. Tell me, I, I don't care. I ain't here. And I never call him back. Right? I just got into that mind you frame where it was like that, I was like, it's cool. You know what, man? He's on his own. He's doing his thing. And uh, I wanted to move forward. I'm still moving forward at the time. But then, yeah, I was like, you know what? You know, jump a little forward. That's when I saw you, dude. I was so fucking happy. I was like, fucking, there's fucking Gilbert, man. Oh my god, yeah. GPA. And it, something, and, it, and it was something. And it was something too. Funny. Like, like, like I was. I had told my wife, bro. It was like, there was instances where I seen, I seen clown at. And this is when I was living in El Cajon. I seen clown at the bonds. Yeah, and I was like, "Should I? He's with his family. Should I walk up to him? Are we gonna scrap? I don't know what was gonna happen." So I was like, oh, "I'm just gonna leave it alone." When I saw you in the uh, at Target, my wife's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Madman just passed me," and she's like, well, "What are you gonna do?" I said, "Well, if I come, he I comes back around, you, I'm, gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna talk to him. I put hide in plain sight, brother. I'm like Heisenberg, baby." And um, <laughs> <laughs> and so. <laughs> And so, uh, <laughs> and so I, and so I was like, you know what? Uh, let me, uh, let me see what's up. Just you. And he, it was my wife and my older son that passed away. 
was with me that yeah. day. Nobody else was. So I told him, hey, just go to the side. If he flips out on me, just let it happen. And just, you know, keep, keep go walk away and I'll <laughs> catch up to you. So I remember, remember seeing him come up and I believe his nephew was with him. And I stepped yep. in front of him and I'm like, what's up, man? And I had gained weight since the last time he saw me. I had aged a little bit, but he saw my eyes. He was like, GPA? And I was like, yeah, bro, how you been? And it was all, it's been all love ever since, bro. Like, what know, it is open like, arms, bro. open arms. Isn't it? Isn't it that like youngster mentality, huh? Like, man, fuck this, fuck that. But as you of get course. older, you're like, yeah. Of course, of course, we, we all have that, man. I had that. I was younger. I was, you know, fuck that, fuck them, fuck, I don't care. I'm moving yep. forward. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. We all have that, you know? Uh, I don't need them, whatever. You know, it, you yep. just have that mentality when you're young. And you gotta, you just gotta push that away and say, you know what, man? Uh, think, think different, think different. From so Reggie, from that from that fallout that you had with uh, GPA and other people, did you have you actually talked to any of those other people, or is it still like you haven't heard from yeah, them? No, or I, I, I talked to little one. I seen him about five years ago. Uh, uh -huh. He was cool, man. No, 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 no feather or nothing, dude. Everything was cool. Uh, you know, talked about some shit. How we, you know, he, the guy's dope. Don't get me wrong. That motherfucker's a badass rapper. He's got skills. And he's one of the ones, one of my favorites. And uh, we, we we were cool. Uh, I have no beef with them. I don't have beef with anybody, bro. I don't dislike anybody. Yeah. I have no enemies. And uh, if somebody hates me for some reason, well, I mean, what can I do? Uh, yeah, just let them be. them. And, yeah. But other than that, bro, I'm just, I, I have no problems with anybody. Things happen. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to start making shit for everybody again. No, that's not going to happen. But yeah. what I'm doing right now is working on just people that are close to me, family, loved ones, good friends. GPA knows, GPA knows what's up, bro. Just yeah. just the people that are, I'm close to, ones that I, I feel comfortable with. Right now, I'm just 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 doing shit for fun. Uh, it, it's not about money anymore, man. Money fucked everything up. Money is true about it's the root of all evil. Yeah. Basically, yeah. money comes into play, all the fun goes away. And that's, that's business. True. Man, you gotta get you gotta get GPA back in the studio, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been he's been in here a couple times, man. I just gotta get him. If you know when he's a couple got times, time, of the, he, hey, like once in the last three years to record vocals, I've hung out, but like it's it's uh, it's hard. Yeah, you don't need man. to record all the time, you know. <laughs> I like hanging out. So let's go back a little bit, Ranch, because this is a time. Yes, this is an album I want to talk about, bro. Because um, this album. You know me, I know music, bro. Yes, sir. I know you. I, do. I know music like a, a motherfucker, bro. If I have a question, I always ask you. Oh, and Big O. Omar Smart yeah. too. Shout out to Big O. Yeah, dude. but shout out to Omar. Um, <clears throat> I have I have a I think I think we really needed to touch base on this album because again, I know a lot about music, but sitting there hearing the songs, instrumentals, then the vocals laid on. Then hearing this entire project, I had never heard anything like it. And I kind of still haven't ever heard anything like it. And I want to talk about Little Ones once in a decade. Yeah. Now that, that album, bro. Damn. That album, bro. I mean, <clears throat> on, on some serious shit. Okay. Aside from all the other bullshit that happened after that. But I'm talking about just right. in the creation portion of that album, bro. Um that album drove me to be a better rapper to come up with better ideas i think that's why the brown and gpa second project 
was way better than the first because we had to we had to come out after once in a decade. So yeah, going back, you 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 produced all songs except for one, correct? Yeah, we collabed on uh, the majority. He brought one track in elsewhere. I'm not sure who did it. I forgot who it was. Yeah, but I think his dude's name was part, Stealth. Stealth. Stealth? It was a dope track. I loved it. Yeah. Sick in favorite. the mind. Where you from? 619. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's been years since I heard it, but that's that 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 thing bumps, man. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, we collabed on the, uh, the rest of them. And I believe, um, I believe, I, 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 I think I did the rest. I, I, I've had to. I, have to I think you did. Again. I think it was, I think that was the only one that you didn't do on that album. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I'm just so, thinking about it. I'm trying to figure where out where were where were you guys mental in your mental state because that album is dark, and I'm not Dude, just talking that, about. Not just talking about his lyrics, bro. I'm talking about the beats and 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 the music was dark, bro. Where were you? Where were you at, dog? Like, where were you at? He, that, at that time when I met that cat, he heard my my darkness of the madman. Not Reggie soft, not Reggie medium, but Reggie dark. And that's when I started saying, you know what, man? He liked this dark shit. It's fucking evil strings, fucking basslines from hell, uh, hard kicking kits. Uh, the ooze and ahs, ooze and ahs, the ooze and ahs oh, too, dude. Angelic uh, uh, choirs, fucking yes. uh, uh, detuned tones, uh, pitch bands, and uh, I started starting to get. I started to evolve to get a little bit better into that style of music because at that time when I was doing the tribe, they they're not they not everybody agreed on uh, that type of music, not that type of uh, dark and stuff. So when Little One came in, uh, he was like, "Man, that's I'm, uh, I want to do this one." I don't even remember what song it was the first one we did, but uh, after that first one went, we started doing another one, and then another one. I think "Suicide" was one um, that we Suicide. did. That was wicked. Oh yeah, my God. wicked. So I was just like, "Dude, little one, come here, check this out, dude." He came in, and he was like, "Oh my God!" He called his wife in and "Check this out, babe." Then I'm like, hey, "Man, this shit is dark, dude. This is some fucked up shit." Hey, that that Children of the Corn one, dude. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I was oh like, God, dude. She, and then you're 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 beginning to yeah. I get all these uh, 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 ideas from when I was a kid because I used to watch shit like The Omen, uh, uh, Children of the Corn, and shit like that with all these crazy tones in the back. So they stuck with me. When you're a kid, you 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 remember a lot of shit and it sticks with you, whether it be good or bad. If you, if you remember the moment, you'll you'll remember it. And that's how yeah. I did it with tones. So tones are part, a big part of my production. So when I hear something, I'm like, oh, I remember that tone. I want to see if I can duplicate that. And uh, and I, we did. And so we started moving forward with more and more shit, more more of this, more of that. And then Mr. We Little One. Songs, I guess. Mr. Uh, Little One and fuck no, yeah, that, dude. That shit was a. Now everybody say fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. That was a dope ass track, dude. Oh, that was the. Um, no, that's the oh shit. Refresh my memory. I forgot. God damn it. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, that's it, man. That was. Hey, you want to hear a funny story about that? My homeboy, my homeboy next door, had the CD, and I didn't have it. 
but he was bumping that shit and I went to go hear it. I'm like, hey man, let me borrow that shit real quick. So I went to my house, popped in the CD player, <laughs> covered the little holes on the on the on a fucking tape and recorded the whole album onto a tape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's classic, man. Yeah, man. I remember all that, dude. It, it, was, it was crazy, man. We, thing is that, tell you the truth, man, we had a good time doing it, man. But the post part of it, it, it sucked. When it came to money, everything started to go to shit. Everything, because we, at that time, you know, I, I work from, uh, 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 your word is oak. And if you, your word is oak, then I trust you. And then when things don't happen, you start to doubt. Then the doubt started getting worse and worse and worse. So things started yeah. to escalate. So money, hey, you remember, everything. Do, you, do, you remember, do you remember when we went to Ruthless? I sure do. That was with Fred, wasn't it? Yeah, it was me, you, Fred, and Little. Yeah, Where did you guys right. go? Ruthless Records, uh, baby. Yeah, what? You know what? I, I, I was like, cool, man. I appreciate all that, you know, that fun stuff that we had back then, man. Yeah, that was some cool. I remember going up there. Little knew that I was an Easy and Ren fan, and yeah. he had me ring. He had me ring the bell for the door, bro. It was, it was like in this. It was like in this business park. And, yeah. Um, it said the tag on the door said Ruthless Records 101. So I rang the doorbell, ding, ding, whatever. And they're like, yes, I go, we have an appointment with the so-and-so, the A&R. They're like, okay, yeah, come on in. So as soon as that door opens, bro, there's like a little hallway. And at the end of the hallway, they had this big ass Ruthless Records banner. And then that hallway on both sides of the walls, bro, were gold and platinum records. I seen straight out of Compton double platinum. I seen... Yeah. Uh, yeah. motherfucking, uh, what, 187 Dre, it's on double platinum. I've seen JJ Fab gold record. Yeah. I've seen, you know what I'm saying? MC ran like, dude, it was like, and then you turn the corner and then there's the, the niggas for live double platinum. These are the real records, bro. Yeah. Dude, I'm, and, in, and I'm, I'm standing in ruthless records, dude. That's something you could say. You know what, dude? That was on my bucket list. We did it. It totally was, dude. We got and, to go in and, easy's office. Yep. Yeah. What, was he there? It was, it no, he had just passed. He had just passed. Oh, yeah. He had just That's passed. That's why we got him right here, dude. Right here. He's right there you here. go, bro. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. He, he, had just he had just passed, bro, but I got to go in his office. He had this big-ass desk, dude, with a big old red chair, and on the on the, the, the plaque on the on the, on the on the desk said, Easy's boss. Like, he's the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Damn, it was a dope, so it was had, a dope experience. Damn. I, I, I went to go. I was, I was silent, and I, I was in awe. I was like, "Are we really here?" Yeah, because it was the A and R lady, and it was Jerry Heller and somebody else in the in the room listening. List they listened to once in a decade. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yo, man. Uh, yeah, I think they yeah. thought it was too dark. <laughs> yeah, man. When Easy died, man, it boosted his records. You know yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we know the story about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, I went to go to uh, visit his uh, grapes, his grave site at the cemetery in uh, L.A. Oh, sick. so R Reg, I got yeah. another, I got another question from a viewer, um, and it's kind of on the subject we're on right now. Uh, it says, since you were producing both Little and Night Owl, um, were you involved with that whole Hollow Point Ruthless Record Hollow thing, or, or is that separate? No, that that was that was no, no, not at all. No, that was all, that you, was all separate. Did you work on any other Night Owl albums besides his first one? No. No? I think we cut ties after that first album, and uh, we went our separate ways. Again, another story that it's it's 
the bunch of crap that went through and it was just un, uh, shit that shouldn't happen but still uh that's why i just moved on got well i gotta thank him for fucking bringing the tribe over those are my boys there those are cool motherfuckers <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, that's crazy, man. I could imagine, you know, if, if it would have, if it wouldn't have gone south, man, I could have just imagined all the other records you guys would have made. Yeah, yeah, if it was meant to be, bro, it would have, it would have happened. But I mean, I'm not regretting anything. I had good times out of it, and I'm still going strong. I'm still alive, breathing. That's all. Hell I'm yeah, saying. that. The man of that. Yeah. And and uh, uh, all we can do is move forward as long as we keep healthy. And right now, I'm just trying my ass off to do that. So right there, bro. That's yeah. three Dago classic albums in less than five years that you were on. Yeah, you're right. Night uh, Owl's album, Straight From The Zone, EP. Once In A Decade. I don't put my, I don't put Brown and GPA's EP up there because Brown and GPA's, G, GPA's EP didn't really catch momentum until probably like 10, 10 12 years ago. At that time, the G, the GPA yeah. and, and Brown and GPA EP, it did it made a little bit of noise, but it didn't make it much noise as those three albums did as soon as they were released. So in my eyes, have, uh, oh sorry, go ahead. No, just in my eyes, those are three classics straight off the top. Yeah, right on. Thank do you, you still man. have? Uh, do you still <laughs> have uh, uh, Reggie? Do you still have any uh, copies or masters of that album? Uh, it's a good question. I might have something in the closet. I haven't dug in there in years. I, I do. I do have two. I think. I think I have them both. Two of them. Night Owls. I don't have it all because he did it in the big studio, and uh, I didn't keep those. I guess he kept the, the masters on that one. And uh, as far as the. Uh, yeah, that's it. I think that's 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 all I have. Uh, oh no, no, I was I was talking about the uh, Brown and GPA. Uh, uh we have he has, uh, we, he has a copy. We have yeah. a cassette copy. <laughs> oh, shit. If, remember, remember GPA? We were. I was digging through my dad's, dude. I couldn't find a copy of your thing, and I remember now that I think about it. I think I I, I that that got eaten up. And yep. I took it somewhere to get fixed, and the guy never gave it back to me. Oh, so let's send it somewhere. Yeah, find them, uh, find them. <laughs> no, we we got we got it we got it all digital now, so we ain't tripping. It's all right, it's that's cool, man. As long as we got it still in memory. Yeah, but yep. yeah, that those that and along with a few EP uh, EPs that we did uh, with you, uh, Psy Coalition. I think uh, you forgot to mention Dome Sick. Dome Sick. Uh, Leo and uh, uh, Ransack. Leo Ransack. Uh, Shout man, out to Leo awesome. Ransack. Wherever they're yeah. at. Yeah, wherever did you, you're at, man. Hey Reggie, did oh. you did you ever did you ever work with Shadow? I never met the cat. Mm-hmm. Never ever met him. No, oh, I kind of. I'll admit. I'll admit, I'll admit on the ALRGK podcast. I, I I stopped that from happening. Oh no, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I stopped that from happening. <laughs> We uh we still weren't we still weren't on talking terms and I remember Brown was like hey I'm gonna what do you think about me bringing Shadow I said you bring Shadows on site and he was like what like yeah you bring them and it's on site we weren't talking we hadn't settled anything nothing like that so I was like nah you ain't gonna do it sorry Shadow my bad but you know what's funny that's, is that that's I've just the frame of mind I was in stupid was that after the classics <laughs> hey G that was, was that, that after? that was after the bicycle incident yes it was. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, back shit, in the was, was the 97. I never even heard of the guy. I never even knew his name. But uh, I think uh, uh, I heard he was doing music. And I, I well, kind of knew his name uh, prior, a little bit prior to 97. But uh, there was like a competition I think Z90 was putting on. So I was recording this uh, uh, female artist. Her name was Sonia. And we made a song. And it's funny, and I made it to that song. Of my first record I bought. What song was that? Strawberry Letter 22. There you go. <laughs> 23. 23. 23? I keep saying yeah. 22 because it says 22 on the song, right? Hey, um, and it's you know what's crazy? Is I barely find out find out probably like two, three years ago that, that that's a cover song. Really? Yeah. That's not, the that's first, like, this guy what? named Shuggy Otis. Shuggy Otis did it. It sounds exactly so you know at the beginning of the song it plays a a, a version of it dang, dang, and then it changes yep. and it starts again. Yep. That first that first part of it is the original one from Shiggy Otis. Oh shit. So the song is identical, bro. The song is identical except the brothers Johnson had Quincy Jones produce it. So you know how that goes. <laughs> oh well you did. Fuck the other one. Put Quincy in there. <laughs> yeah, better better so, sound quality and everything, bro. But go ahead. Man, so, so oh, go ahead. No, go yeah, ahead, bro. So real quick. Real quick, the uh, uh, I was getting at is that I, I was uh, I made a few songs for this girl. She could sing. She's a beautiful uh, young lady that that had a voice. Well, she she's got a she she could sing. I needed someone to sing, so I made a song with that song, and they made it to the Z90 cuts. So then we seen it, and then Shadow was on it too. So like, oh shit! So there was ten artists that made it to the top ten because you submit it to their um, the radio station. And they'll play it on the radio. So all the songs that were submitted were, uh, I guess they were graded and judged by their people out there. And so they made a little uh, album for their Z90 thing. And I don't even got that album anymore or their uh, their CD. And so, yeah, I did that. And that's when I first heard his name uh, actually doing rap because I didn't know what he sounded like or what he did. And this was back in 97, I think. I don't know if you, do you remember that at all? GPA? Yeah, that was like it was '97. That's when he was hot. That's when "Till I Die" was on rotation on the uh, on the radio. It's been a while, uh, bro, but I, I remember that's when I first heard it. And see, like I said, man, there's so many that can come by. And not only working with uh, uh, just artists, I got my boy Jaime G, bro. That's my boy. Shout right out to there. Jaime. Give a little background who Jaime is, bro. Real quick, Jaime G. He is an awesome, awesome artist. As far as making beats, he creates them, he mixes them, he produces them. He's done a lot of things for Sony Records, produced Frankie J's first few uh, uh, songs, cuts. I mean, practically, he, well, Frankie J, that, that, that's his protege. He fucking put everything, his whole sweat, uh, less sweat and tears into his uh, first projects back in 94, 95, 96, because they went to the same school. And that's how I met uh, Frankie at that time. And Frankie J, the Frankie J, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. The fuck, yeah. sir. Hey, oh, didn't he Jaime. write Sugar Sugar? Uh, yeah. Jaime. I don't know. Jaime, 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 Jaime,
he wrote but that Frankie song. was featured. Frankie was featured on it. And so, yeah, that's, Jaime does a lot of work, background shit. See, thing is, check this out, guys. I am, uh, uh, I want to say, I'm a music guy, producer, slash beat maker, slash audio engineer. None of us get that, that credit we deserve. We, get it, we do a lot of hard work. Jaime does a lot of hard work. He knows it, bro. I mean, you, we could be up here in the studio for once with one song for like eight hours doing a mix and then to a final product. And it's a lot of hard work. And I got to give him credit because he does a lot more hard work than I do. He'll sit there and dissect everything. He makes everything sound really good. So that's why I got to give him credit for that, man. That guy is fucking awesome. He's worked with the Cumbia Kings, man. Selena's family. Yep. Uh, uh, out Back in Texas. I mean, he... He's done shit here and he's still doing shit today. As a matter of fact, uh, not to uh, 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 stray off the, the uh, our, our subject of me, uh, he is actually teaching kids how to make beats, and which is a good thing. And I told him, I said, if you need my help, help teach these kids. And you know, give them a little story about my background, how you can start uh, anytime you want and do it with any kind of disability. And uh, I, I, I did went to one of his Zoom uh, sessions at school and uh, talked to a kid out there, man. He's also in a wheelchair. So he saw my situation to where he's like, oh man, that is cool. Showed him the setups, uh, showed him what we're working with. And that gave him a little, you know, brighten up his eyes a little more. And, and, and that's how Jaime's doing that right now. So he's helping the kids out. And so my, my thing is too, is to try to get kids involved in it for the future of uh, making music and having fun with it, you know, not make, not getting too serious to where it's gonna destroy you, uh, but just uh, uh, make sure you're having fun with it. And this is what mm -hmm. we're doing right now. And this is what I'm doing right now. I wanna show the people that it doesn't take much to do something little. Uh, well, on my part it is. The little part, the little part I do is just make push buttons and stuff like that. But to start off, uh you, anybody can do it bro anybody can do it if they really want to do it just don't give up that's my my main thing to the kids whoever's listening just don't give up keep going at it don't do it like for fucking two weeks straight you'll burn you out you'll burn out find yourself a hobby find something that you can love uh, uh a side of what you love so you find one thing you like doing find another thing so just don't, don't just do one thing so you there's all the things like dude, my hobby i I got other things, man. I race. Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, I'm over racing. Of course, you know about what's going on with that. <laughs> tell that story. Tell that story. Tell that story. <laughs> oh shit! And a few years was it about five years ago? Do it real quick. Well, let me back up just a bit. Uh, we, uh, I, I, I got away from the music uh, back in uh, about 2010. I started just maybe helping a couple kids out, nephews and other people with beats here and there. And I think I fired up my system about what, three times a year for the past, um, since 2010 to 2016. So I started to find another outlet. I was like, you know what, man, I gotta get into something else. So I got a dope ass phone. I was like, man, this phone is cool. So I picked up the first racing game. I was like, man, this is cool. Got involved. Now I'm chatting with these fuckers. I'm like, this is cool as fuck. Now I want some Alexa, uh, uh, speakers, fuck them. My story uh, doesn't stop, but it it keeps going and going and going. Got to know the people who make the game. Uh, uh, then they invited me to Vegas to compete because I was I qualified. <laughs> Believe it or not, man. So I went out. Saw there that video on YouTube. 
dude, it was a classic moment because I had never been on camera before and I was all sitting in, you know, Mr. Dumbbutt there, like, uh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm a background guy, man. I like to stay back. I don't like to be in front where all the, the, the people are watching you uh, doing all kinds of things. And, and, and I, I'm just a background guy. But yeah, so I went out there and they had to put makeup on you and fucking got ahead, get up early. We got to do a, a, a test for the system. It's like a mic check, but a studio check. <laughs> it was crazy shit, man. It got paid for it too. It was like, man, this That's was dope. fun. So yeah, and I'll pick it up once in a while, man. It's, it's, it's something different from what we do as a normal day job. I'm not going to say my music is a job. It's fun. It's a good hobby to have as long as you don't take it too seriously. And that's what happened in, since 2000. So 2000, I'm going to get back to that in a second. But uh, uh, I was getting burnt out prior to that. I was working too much. Things are, I mean, it was just going too fast and I, and I didn't like it. So back in about 99, uh, I hooked up with my cousin. Renee, DJ DeGaff. I hadn't seen him since he was a little kid, about three years old. And so when I saw him, because my, my, my grandma passed away, so he was at the funeral. And then I saw him and he was like, oh, Reg, I heard you're doing some stuff. I said, yeah, man, I've been doing music. And so what do you do? He goes, yeah, DJ. So his uncle, which is my cousin, told me, he goes, you got to get together with Renee. You got to get together with Renee. I go, oh, all right, well, all right. See, at the time, I was still doing a lot of Unity Clan, a lot of other artists, and and trying to rock, dang, freaking Tone, all these other cats that are uh, involved in uh, doing music. So I helped them out a lot with a lot of things. So, uh, I, so I said, you know what, let me give him a call. So I, I, I ended up calling him. I said, I'm going to be at Hyman's pad. At that time, Hyman was living not too far from him in Burbank. So I called him up, the key came over, and that's when shit clicked, dude. Got together with him. He said, let's make some stuff. I said, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. So I shot away from, I told everybody, you know what? I ain't doing nothing else. I'm going to work with my cuz. I want to get together with him. So that's when we started working on Saints album. Saints album was the first one we did together. I don't know if you heard of that one. Uh, and oh, then we got I didn't know you. I didn't know you worked on that out. I didn't know you worked on that project. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We did that one back in 2000, 2002. About 2002, I think we finished. Or something like that. We did a lot of the the, the production here. He came fucking every, almost every weekend. Because <laughs> he was young. He wasn't involved too much. He, and he was able to travel uh, often. Then I met Cease at that time when he brought him. So I was like, man, you guys are fucking dope, dude. This is cool. Got together. Started putting things together. Brought his turntable. And started making everything. Like what a studio does. I said, cool. So we started doing that album. Then we started doing some more shit with Shags. And we Shout out to Shags. More. Yeah, got to get a hold of that boy, Shags. Shout out to Shags. <laughs> Shags and DJ, and DJC and DJ DeGaff. Holla, holla. DJCs, much love to y'all. And DeGaff. Uh, yeah, we're going to, that's the next step I'm going to come, uh, uh, story I'm going to come up to, but uh, they're, 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 we're going to start some uh, stuff with these guys. So it's just kind of hard to get new people in here and to do some other things. And they're not really looking for other people. Just family right now. Basically, family is coming first. All my, yep. all my people that I uh, that showed me love back in the day are gonna uh, 
they're gonna see what's gonna they're gonna uh have some new shit you if you still want to do it we're gonna do it uh anybody that had love for me dude it's on it's on it's on you no doubt. you you no doubt. you hear, like you hear that. that albert you gotta learn how to rap now yeah hey so, um Reggie. yeah hey man i was watching your youtube videos right 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 and, uh, I even told GPA about this. I've been wanting to ask you, ask you this. I saw a couple of these in oh, your studio. Shit. Yes, sir. So are you, you fly drones? Yeah, okay, that's that's my next step. I was gonna, I was gonna get that, brother. So I remember telling you about, remember I was telling you about having a hobby, right? Yes. So racing, racing was one of the ones that got me away from, uh, from the music to, to free my mind a little bit. But yeah. this bad boy helps me think clearly. Love flying these things. You got the uh, 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 the the Pro Mavic Pro too. Yeah, yeah. You got the dope one. I got the little baby, the the miniature. I mean the uh, the, the Mavic little brother. Air? The Air. Yeah, the Air too. Yeah, that's the Air too right there. Hey, that's a dope yeah. ass drone, man. Oh, that it is. is. Fucking I love dope. It, dude. It flies flies as fast as yours and far. And then yeah. uh, real quick. I don't want to uh, get away from the topic, but this was my first one. Is that the, baby, Mavic Mini. the Mini? Mavic the Mini? Mavic Mini. Okay. I started oh, out anyway. with the Spark. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to buy that, but then they said, wait, just get the Mini. I was like, all right, I'll get the Mini. I didn't know shit about them. So, yeah, like I said, we get, with the music uh, uh, still being in the background, I said, I need to do something, man. So, I, See what I, I got? ended up. Let me buy. Oh, fucking hell yeah. That's a sick ass slide. Nike slide, homie. <laughs> Nike slide two. I tell you what, if you throw that thing just right, that shit will fly. It's like it's like yeah, a drone, man. bro. It stands up better to a wall, right, Albert? Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, oh, hell no. <laughs> tell him the story because I don't know if Reggie's heard it, dude. Okay, come All on, right, man. Reg, Give it to me. So, man, I had a, a real estate. Uh, it was a real estate uh, photo shoot because I do photography and then drone photography. You got your video. 107? No, not yet. <laughs> Working on it. Working on I'll it. Shit, Nobody knows. <laughs> so, All right, go ahead. hey, but if they do stop you, if they do stop you, you say this is a non paid gig. It's just you're learning. You're just flying your drone for the fuck of it. But, anyways, oh, yeah. um, um, I went to go. <laughs> you know how these motherfuckers got sensors all over the place they got sensors everywhere and yeah, yeah well this motherfucker got sensors everywhere yeah so i was gonna I, I was too lazy to go downstairs and fly off and get an outside picture so i'm like you know what i'm gonna fly this bitch off the balcony but all the fucking sensors were going off and it wouldn't move so my dumbass turns the sensors off fucking fly it out instead of going left i went right Boom, hit a fucking wall. There goes my fucking drone. Fucking crashed it. Were you in sports mode? Yeah. Cratched it. Uh, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I was like, fuck. So luckily, you know, I just had a, one of the arms was broken. So I had one of the, some guy I know fix it for me. But yeah, man, that was the worst, bro. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then, I haven't had a crash yet, so. Nah, man. And then, when I was with GPA in National City, I almost lost it. I could, I, I flew it too far to where I couldn't see it. Because, you know, when it's so bright outside, you can't see. 
where the fucking drone is. I was like this, bro. I was like, oh shit. And this guy's all the whole time this guy's filming me <laughs> fucking because I'm fucking scared shitless because one, I couldn't see it. And two, battery. my battery started dying. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. Back up. So even though you can't see it, you still have uh, 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 navigation. Yeah, but my yeah. I was like looking up and down, looking up and down, like, oh shit, he was I'm panicking. Over it's over there. He was yeah, he was, was panicking, panicking, bro. Yeah, Were you I was in panicking. Uh, Eddie, Eddie mode where you couldn't uh, hit the home button. Yeah, but I just didn't know where exactly it was. You know what I'm saying? Because even and sometimes I didn't, when you... and I didn't make it easy either, bro. Because I looked at him, I was like, "Man, you're gonna get in trouble, doc." Because I can't see it either, doc. <laughs> sometimes in Addy mode, you 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 make it come home, but it doesn't uh-huh. precisely land right where you where it's. Oh no, of course from. not. You lose your GPS, but man, we're talking yeah. nerd here on GPA. <laughs> yeah. So I landed. I landed in the parking lot. Across the street. <laughs> oh man! You and then almost got hit by it. And then almost got hit by a lowrider backing up on it. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. You know how expensive these things are, right? These are uh, pretty penny, man. <laughs> oh, he was freaking out, man. That was a good day, though. That was a good day. I was freaking the fuck they're, out, they're, dude. They're, see, they're fun, bro. They see that's what gets me away from a lot of the things that I do uh, at home uh, to change things up. I, I'll go out and fly. I'll launch this fucker four miles away. I can't see that shit in four miles. Fuck no, but I, I got the GPS, come back, go see what's on the other side, and come back home. Chase birds, Hell of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, I saw you follow uh, uh, another guy that he flies drones. Yeah, Philly, um, Philly Drone Life. Philly Drone Life, yeah, I follow that guy on Instagram. Yeah, he's he, he, that guy got a $185,000 fine. A hundred, what? I didn't. For flying in a non-flying, was it where you were supposed to fly, oh, he's, right? He's got about a hundred infractions. What happens is that uh, the, the uh, uh, a, um, FAA, the, FAA, F, yeah, FAA, FAA will give you uh, 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 an infraction if you uh, break a rule because there's rules that we have to follow, even though they're not really rules. Rules. I mean, they're, they're not really laws. They're rules. You're not supposed to fly out of sight. That's not supposed to fly in, intoxicated. You gotta uh, 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 can't fly over uh, 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 people. Uh, B airspace, and he did all that shit <laughs> and live to YouTube it. So they give him a big oh, ass man. fine. I see it's, him, it's, dude. When I see him flying, dude, uh, and this guy is in fucking like right by the big ass fucking buildings, dude. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. this dude. And then He's what a- he did, dude. Fuck, I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm talking like the scrapers, the big buildings. You're not supposed to get near them, but he is fucking flying around them, yep. over them. Yep. I'm like, oh shit. And then the one where he did, where he was, uh, uh, he was following that train over the bridge. Oh, yeah, he that. See, those things like that are fun, but he got busted for not following the rules and getting permission. See, I don't know if you have a, um, well, you're not in near a Class B airspace, are you? Yeah. Oh, you are. I am. Oh shit. Yeah, there's a you small got... class. Uh, there's a, a small airport right here in Carlsbad. Oh, uh, that... Palomar. 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 Yeah. Palomar. Oh, okay. But the, the thing about these motherfuckers that this one won't take off if it's in a control airspace unless I bypass it. Well, that's the thing. That but that's only one step. Just real yeah. quick to let you know that this is what the dude got in trouble. You can bypass it by putting your phone number and all that, but yet yeah. you still got to get permission for a. Using a, a Kitty Hawk or a, 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 a air map, and yep. so that's when you contact the FAA, 
to say, you know what, can I have permission to fly for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, on this section? And then you got permission, then you can go. Because if you get busted with that, well, see, the thing is, they got busted for putting shit on YouTube. That's their, that's their uh, fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking for people like that. Yeah, that shit's crazy, man. It's, I've flown where it says, where, my, where it tells me, hey, man, you got to land because it's fucking windy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we have that though. But see, yeah, that getting back to that, yeah, I, uh, uh, back to what we we're talking about. But yeah, I, I love drones, bro. Love drones. Oh yeah, I love. We gotta go flying sometime, man. So definitely, man. See, who, I, I, you'll probably beat me by a little bit, but my my, my air will catch up. <laughs> uh, nah, man, the air, dude. That thing is dope. That thing is dope, bro. It's it's, it's badass, uh, bro. Yeah, I'm into all that shit. It's dope, he showed bro. me a snap. He like snapped a picture of the video. It was like, do you see what's on his bed and his on his desk there? And I was like, uh, stuff. oh yeah, he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. that's it. That's the drone controls, bro. I was like, oh, I don't know, dog. I don't got a drone. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, so they are right yeah, there. Yeah, that. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, hey man, those drones still shoot at 4K. So. Oh yes, that's dude. The the, the big one does. Yeah. So I'm not, that's another thing I was going to tell you I was getting into and I've done this for the past 20 years is video editing so I do a lot of work for that uh, in that department Yeah. video editing work with uh, Adobe Premiere and uh, Final Cut whatever works best for me uh, my my PC works a little bit faster than my uh, Mac side so I'll just choose a fine I mean a Premiere for that so I do like I'm horrible uh, with videos man <laughs> I do ads for commercials uh uh, uh I've done the uh, documentary ads, just little things like that. So basically, I got a whole studio in one with audio, video, but I choose not to just get deep into it, man. I mean, I, I can't get too serious on it, man. I'm, I'm just having trying to have fun with all this music work, man. Hell yeah, no. Mixing, That's... mixing, and uh, 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 music arranging will get to you if you don't yeah. take time and a break from it. And I think I, when I took my break from 2000. 10 to like maybe last year when I yeah something like almost 10 years right yes 11 going 11 and uh that was just off and on but I didn't feel it until like just last year I said you know what dude I need I'm, I got all this shit what, why is it just sitting here getting dusty so I figured like you know what let me invest a little bit and get it going again so that's when I just started I said you know what I'm gonna create some shit so I started moving forward and now I'm, I'm good to go whatever I need to do record vocals production uh mixing and mastering which i've been doing a lot lately hey mastering is no joke man that I, that that's a hard hard job man it's fucking engineer work is not no joke bro i gotta give those guys credit who do who does that man it's not easy because you're shit hey. you, you, you can have a hit song and it'll come out like shit <laughs> all right go ahead i'm sorry oh what are your top five producers in your opinion oh five top producers that i know of yeah in general Jeez. yeah that you like nice. or... well, i don't know names that's the thing i don't know names i know the songs that yeah. uh anything <laughs> that's west coast hip-hop man all them motherfuckers are fucking dope dude oh uh gotta tech nine gotta be one of my top tech nine is the shit that dude has fucking awesome production Fucking uh, 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 DJ Quick, one of my top. Anybody who does exhibit shit, 
up there. Yeah. Uh, uh, shit. Who else? And of course, Dre. Shit. That's 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 uh, no need to be mentioned. Uh, I'm not sure who's the producers of all those. I think I think they hire people who do do other stuff. I'm not sure. <laughs> told you, Albert. <laughs> told you, Albert. <laughs> I, I told you. Yeah, they, they 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 get somebody they like it. Hey, bro, he's a, he's like a he's like a Quincy Jones, bro, right? Quincy, uh, Quincy Jones gets Jones. A, Quincy Jones gets his credit for producing, and what he does, he gathers all these people around and says, "I want a little bit of this, I want a little bit of that, a little bit of that." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it is. Basically, that's what it is, bro. I'm not gonna say I'm the full producer of everything I've done. I always had input. I got it from you. Got it from the tribe. Got it from everybody that I work with. Input on this. Input on that. So they, you can in a sense say, okay, they co-produced it. But the real work is putting it together, which you call me that guy. I'm that guy to put everything together, to make it mesh. If it doesn't sound good, well, then it's going to be my name, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And GPA was... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you tell me, Jeepers? Uh, was it a button, button pusher, right? <laughs> yeah, he was a button pusher, bro. He does. He does this. Like that. Yeah, exactly. That's all he does, bro. Push, 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 push. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Reg, Reggie, what, you, what are you currently working on right now? We're, like you do some editing, you're doing some mastering for people, you're doing a little bit yeah, of right now, radio commercials. I'm, but what, what you got? What you got cooking for 2021? And, and on. For, for this year, uh, I just started off. I want to get back with the boys, Aztec Tribe, that is, and I wanted to get them back together. But unfortunately, uh, Rudy, shouts out to Rudy, he won't be involved with any of the projects because he's got his own thing going uh, elsewhere. He's got his uh, 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 career. He chose his career, which is not music, and uh, making a good living. And uh, But the other guys that, that are here locally, uh, that live here in San Diego, have their own uh, things, their gig going also. But in the spare time that they have, they're just saying, no, let's get back together. Let's do something. So right now I'm currently working with the Aztec Tribe on the, uh, I don't know how many songs we're going to do, but we got a shitload. Where, where's that list at? <laughs> There's like 20 tracks in there, man. Yep. But I don't think we're going to so, finish them all. So share your, um, share your YouTube channel. Um, cause your YouTube channel kind of is documenting your work with them currently right now. Yeah. Currently like inside scoop. For, for, for what, the reason why I started my YouTube channel, believe it or not, is because I wanted to do drums. I, <laughs> I did. I wanted. To, I wanted to use it for drums, and so I think. And I thought about it, I was like, you know what, man? Let me let me record. Let me do. Let me document my recordings of the people that come in. So when we first start, when I first started it uh, about six months ago, I finally got like a webcam. I was like, yeah, I'm like, let me let me record this. So I got. Fly was one of the first ones, uh, or Shade, I'm sorry, Shade. He, he's the first one. I said, you know what, dude, I want to document our recording. He didn't like the idea at first, but then he, he grew on to the idea of what I'm trying to do. So uh, getting to get each individual guy to come in and, and record their vocals means a lot to me because that's going to document history. And for people and the fans that appreciate what they do, they're going to appreciate that also. So that's why I started it. And that's not only going to just be for the tribe. But the majority will be for it. It's just going to be for other artists too, and I might even implement some of my mixing techniques that I do on uh, 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 one of the songs that I put together. Get GPA, get G get Sasquatch to come out of the <laughs> I, I, He he, hey dog, he actually got me to do the uh, the Boom Bap Meets G shit show with him. 
I wouldn't have been on camera. You remember that? I wouldn't have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He asked. He, he asked me. The tribe asked me. DJC, DJ DeGaff asked me, and I was like, "Ah, I see what's up." And then I was like, "You know what?" When I finally told him, "Yeah, I'm gonna be there," I had second thoughts because I don't like being. I don't like being on camera, bro. I don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's one of the first things he told me. That's when when I first met hey, him. Hey, he's like, I'm the same thing, brother. I don't like being on camera. <laughs> But you know what? We come to the point of our life, dude, we're not getting any younger, man. Let the world see us, man, who we are, who we really are, what we have done, what we're going to do later. And if they don't like what, what they hear, you know, fuck them, you know? Just, sure. just move on think what you do. And I, GPA, and I, and I got much love for you, man, coming that day. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to the boys, especially uh, DJ C and DJ DeGaff. They, they yeah, really sure. appreciate you down showing up this that shows dedication and that's why i told him say like, gpa gpa says he's gonna do something he'll do it barring any kind of uh incident where an emergency happens or anything like that he'll be there and he and he did and he kept your word and i appreciate that that means a lot i'm mean, same man. with everybody else if they they tell me they're gonna do something and they do it man i gotta applaud that for them man do you kept your word but when you get people that flake and i have so many people back in the day i just say i'll be i'll do it don't show up Okay, Reg, I'll do it. Don't show up. All right, come on. This is the third time. You're going to make it? Yeah, for sure I'll be there. Don't even give me a call. I'm like, what? you know what? You're out. <laughs> that's why That's why this, uh, before GPA came on to the show, that's why I wasn't yeah. even going to do the show no more, man. Because motherfuckers is flake. Like, the same day, or some don't even respect you enough to even hit you up and say they're not going to do it. I had people, you know, oh, yeah, I'll do the show that day. Okay, so-and-so, you know, and they last minute oh i can't or or i want to get nothing back from them so i'm like fuck this dude yeah it fucking sucks no no and that's one thing i don't have anymore honestly man i got people with that i my 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 people my surroundings my my little community of people that i uh deal with all good people they keep the word whatever they say they're gonna do they do like i said barring any kind of uh emergency that they have to attend to or anything they're there Always for the past 15 years, uh, 10 years, 10 to 15 years, all these people, good people. Yep. Never, never flake on Never. So, so what's your YouTube? What's your YouTube page? Shout out your YouTube page, bro. So, yeah, if you guys uh want to subscribe to my YouTube, it's uh 619 Madman. And I also have an Instagram is uh also 619 Madman Instagram. So you just type in the search for just 619 Madman all together. No underscore, no spaces. 619 madman for youtube and instagram so that right there it's just starting the channel and i'm not trying to evolve it or get deep deep into it but if you want to see production from me or any kind of new uh uh projects that are probably coming out soon or whatever, the you, you'll see it there and i'm planning sure. to do a little a lot more now i'm trying to get gpa in here man what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I follow you on uh I subscribe to your YouTube and I follow you on uh on the gram as well. So yeah, oh, you gotta get more active. Stuff, you gotta get more active on the gram, bro. See the, Inst yep. the Instagram uh I didn't only reason why I did I I, I kinda like tossed it out for a minute. Cease got it for me. Cease and Renee hooked me up. They said, Reg, get busy. So they gave me the tools, right? But I'm not utilizing the tools yet. Only reason why is because I'm not involved in anything at the time. I didn't start getting involved with music again and production. Oh, like two, three years. Yeah. September. Yeah, Facebook. But, but, I'd like to say I'm, I'm 
kind of lying, but but you know we did a couple songs back in 2011, but that doesn't count because you just yeah, do yeah, one yeah. thing and just get away from it. It's not consistent. I'm talking about consistency. If you have consistency, you're gonna count those years uh, of uh, 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 activeness, being active. Yep. So last six months I've been active, pretty much, and That's uh, cool. loading the studio with the, not the studio but the uh, the computer with a lot of software. I needed to do that because I've been out of date, bro. I, my 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 old system, man, is like it was hurting. I, I had old software. It still works. Don't get me wrong. It still works. Still does the job. But I needed to come up to date with to make to make the projects easier. So there's ways of doing beats. There's ways of mixing and mastering uh, a lot easier now uh, with the new tools that they have. And I didn't know nothing about it till this year. Well, in the last few months. And so now my work. From one hour, I could do it in a half an hour. So I cut the time in half. So it doesn't have, I don't have to stress so much on uh, uh, sitting here all day to just uh, uh, fiddle with the uh, mixes and, and, and blowing out my ears. Cause you know, your ears can get deaf, not literally deaf, but you'll get tone deaf. If you hear one song for like five hours, you're just like, gotta get away, gotta get away. So instead of cutting that five, doing that five hours, I can do it in two. So basically, mm. the workload is, is a lot uh, more efficient. So that's, that, cool. that's that's the main part of why I'm continuing to do this. It's a lot easier. Production is a lot easier. You got so much uh, uh, to play with. You got um, your 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 new synths that are load faster. Your you got dope samples that you can manipulate. Uh, any, everything you can make a beat in five minutes, and then from there, write a rap, boom, it's done. And then the rest goes to post production. We start adding this, start taking away this. Uh, and then you got a song. Takes me, 12 it. takes me 12 months to write a rap now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fuck with, uh, I used to fuck with, uh, um, Fruity Loops back in the day. Remember oh, Fruity, Fruity Loops? Fruity, I think Fruity Loops destroyed us, man. Honestly, Fruity Loops was, it, it was a, uh, a quick user-friendly tool that made a beat by just pushing one button. And that sucked, dude. I was like, "Fuck that!" That ruined me. That, I, I, that's why yeah. I kind of stopped making beats because everything's like, "All right, Reg, uh, you think you record me?" I said, "Fuck, dude. All right, I only charge you fifty bucks." Well, can't you do it for like twenty? I'm like, oh, oh, "Go take your ass somewhere else, dude. <laughs> I can't do it for less than fifty bucks, dude." Yeah, hey, yeah GPA. Dude, that's crazy. What's up? Hey, dude. You know who's a fucking beast with Fruity Loops? Hmm. Miles. Oh, is he? Dude, every beat is Fruity Loops, but he has fucking drum sample, bro. Fucking dude, you, you, gotta, you, meet, heard you gotta meet him, Rich. This dude's got oh, like, yeah. See, he's got okay, he, well, he's very techy. Uh, that's cool, dude. I, uh, see, that's what sucks, man. Is I don't know nobody that does what I do except for King Cass, Lorenzo. Shouts out to Lorenzo, man. Love that brother. He's been helping me out on some of these projects here that we've been doing together. He gives me input and I'll put it together. So I don't really know anybody that does uh, uh, what I do. I'm not going to say I'm the fucking shit or anything like that. I'm far from it. But I don't know anybody that's that, that does what I do that's better. Uh, yeah. That personally, you know, there are people that, that do better shit. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know personally to say, hey, you know what? Come on, dog. Come over. Let's collaborate on something. I don't know anybody like that. I'm on my yeah, own. You got to meet Miles, man. You got to meet Miles, bro. Yeah. Miles, Miles yeah. got the same mentality. He's got a real musical ear. And he's and he know he knows his shit that he has and he makes it work, dude. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Oh, now he funny. has I'm that. 
Oh, go ahead. Oh no! Now he has a he has he's still fucked with Fruity Loops, but now he has a a Kai MPC now, so he switched it oh, up. See, but cool, see, I'm not gonna knock Fruity Loops because it's called FL Studio now. So when they yeah. first started with F, uh, Fruity Loops, it was just the bass. It's kind of like um I don't know if you know the software called Live. They started yeah. Live 1.0, 2.0, and all it is was the import. You import your samples, you can stretch it to your tempo. It was dope. But all you did is work with samples, and and then you're just gonna bite somebody's sample. Put it all together, buy the drum loop, and and, and, it's, and it takes away from the creativity that we do, as far as uh, real music arrangers to make a real beat. And so all yeah. it is is just like, all right, I'm gonna take this and take that. It's a sample from something else. It, of course, it's royalty free, but still, it's nothing yeah. creative. But now Fruity Loops has it integrated for you to work like the big professional uh, digital audio workstations, just like Logic, uh, Cubase, Pro Tools. Uh, uh, sonar. Uh, what's the other one? Reason. Performer. Reason. Reason. Re reason. Oh, dude, they they evolved. Man, reason is hard, bro. I like reason. Oh. Acid. How can I forget about reason? Acid. 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 You still have that? Nah, I remember. I that's what I used to fuck with. Around. I used to fuck with acid back in the day. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hey, and not and not the computer one, bro. He's talking about <laughs> dropping it. <dog. laughs> oh no, I was getting to that. <laughs> no nah, man so what we used to do back in the days we used to download you could download fucking drum samples so you had your fucking your 808s from everybody you know dre timbaland scott storch all these guys and you just download yep. them and i remember we had uh it was an akai but it was just an empty drum machine it was, they used to call it the trigger finger uh -huh. so you used to just upload all your fucking drum samples and everything fruity loops then go uh cool edit pro after that so that's how that's how it used to get done so Oh no, but see that you can do it like that. So when I and, yeah. and I advise, yeah. you know, the younger generation, the kids, to start off that way with the loops before they can do any kind of production as far as musical arrangements, as far as playing your own bass line, as far as playing your own piano chords, all that will come into play after you start learning how to piece together uh, uh, an arrangement. When you get the arrangement done with all your loops, try to play something a little bit like uh, melody over that and learn the keys on your keyboard. I know there's black and white keys, but they're, they mean something. There's letters on the uh, for each key <laughs> from C yeah. to G. So basically people need to learn that and how that works. And then once yeah. you get that, you'll start to evolve a little bit more and it'll be, it'll, it's fun. For all these kids that are listening, you, you'll you have fun with that. Play with the, uh, uh, buy a cheap uh, workstation. I think uh, Fruity Loops, is, I think it's pretty cheap right now. Uh, still, uh, this would be hell of expensive back in the day. I don't know now, but. Uh, if it's expensive then, it's probably still expensive, but the, there's free ones. There's ones that are free, and I can't think of the name of them right away. But uh, uh, Reason is cost is 400 bucks. Uh, Pro Tools is like 600 bucks. Logic's only 300. Uh, yeah, Log remember, Lo Logic used to be like a thousand, bro. I bought that sucker, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was a thousand dollars. I remember that. And it came with the key, and I still have that damn key. I go remember that. What? Yeah, it still works. Same with uh, same with Pro Tools, right? Pro Tools uses the Oslo. It does use a key. You're right. It does use yeah. a um, security key. Yeah. And you have to have that. There's no crack for it. And uh, right now, pretty much, I'm trying to get all my shit legit. And uh, it's pretty much all there. Just don't uh, just don't need to uh, use too much of an outside software to to make music. It's pretty much if you buy a, a workstation. It's pretty much all there, all you need. And all you gotta do is just maybe get some loops somewhere, get a record, loop through, and, and manipulate it. If you get a record or a song and you like the loop, 
change it up. Try not to keep it the same. If you yeah. keep it the same, you'll be like, oh man. Reverse it, chop it up, man. Throw some effects on it. Make it sound full. Make it sound Put different. Put some echo on it. Put some echo Put on it, echo, dude. Man. Put echo. Delay that shit, man. Filter Delay it, that. dude. Yeah, but there's like new shower. There's new music nowadays. They don't know nothing about that, man. They just go on well, fucking SoundCloud, download a beat, go on fucking studio and just put whatever out. That's that's my perspective on music nowadays. Like, yeah, it's 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 they're they're just making it simple like that. But I I like to get back to my roots and do it the old school way of trying to make it from scratch, it's trying to make mm-hmm. beats that uh, 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 are, are, are made from the mind, not nothing that somebody else did. But I mean, I do get influenced on some of these uh, sample CDs and I'll recreate they, what they did, but yet change it. So in a sense, it's not exactly what they did, but it's similar, but it doesn't sound the same. And I just mm-hmm. did that to one of the tracks I did for the tribe. Uh, I forgot the name of, of that we did. There's no vocals on it yet. Well, there is, there's a hook on it, but there's no, uh, no, no rapping to it. So I made that beat with um, uh, uh, a reference from a, a sample CD. So I just ripped it apart, got my own sounds, and replayed everything. So that's the way I work. And I try not to keep loop loops. Uh, uh, I try not to keep other people's loops into my production if I can't. And if I if somebody needs a beat real quick, I'll be like, all right, let me get a sample CD. All right, there you go. You can have it. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle. Hey, hey, hey. Gotta get, and it's all, gotta get GPA it's all for love, beats, bro. man. Gotta get GPA it's all for beats. Love. Oh, he he gives it, he throws them at me all the time, bro, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do it right now. <laughs> GPA some beats. <laughs> it's it, bro. Well, studio work is not easy, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, it's, just, man. it's very tedious work. It's a lot of little things that you have to do to make it sound right. And this is what I have done. That's why I kind of got burnt out from uh, 2000 to 2010. Because I was working with Diablo. I don't know if you heard of that cat. Guy, Mexican rapper, motherfucker. With Diablo? Really? Yes. Uh, yeah? No shit, dude. I've... Diablo, dude. I'm a, he's a cool motherfucker, dude. That guy, I got a lot of love for that cat, dude. I forgot him and his brother, uh, C4. And yeah. they both rap in Spanish. They get down. He's, he's got a... Discos Profeta is big. Yeah. In, in Mexico. And his first album was dope, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. All this stuff is really, really good, man. I tried to do the best I can by mastering some of his stuff, but it was kind of rushed, some of the things. But I, I got to give him love, man, because he he shot me some love. You know, he, he took care of me. So uh, his stuff was good. Recorded him also, his brother. Just a lot of little work like that. All that stuff just got to me, though. It was just too much work, man. I was just putting too much time. I wasn't getting time to do what uh, Reg wanted to do. Reg needed a break. And at that time, I was like, man, I got to get away. I got to find something else different because this music is getting to me. Plus, when you know equipment, when it fails, something goes wrong, dude, you're just pissed. It's like, fuck, what, how much money do I got to spend? I don't got that yeah. money. And then and you're thinking like, okay, well, who's going to help me out? I mean, <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> it, it, or you crash it, it, to you. It's, it gets to you it's not it's not software it's hardware bro <laughs> hey go fly your drone reg that's the t- <laughs> that's how you it is man, with, um, that's how it is because I, I i do photography and sometimes people be like oh man you charge too damn much 
Well, shit, dude. Fuck, one of a fucking lens is like a fucking house oh, rent money oh, and shit, dude. Oh, bro. Yeah, I, I I know. Hey, bro, I I know. A lens is fucking. You can run a thousand dollars for a damn lens, dude. Let alone a camera. Yeah, man. What I worked. Guys? I I worked for my lens, like the seventy to the two hundred, a big fucking lens. Dude, it took me like six months to save up for it, bro. Shit out the door, like fourteen hundred bucks. And well, it, it, fuck, if it's gonna cheap. For one, check it out. If that's gonna help you with your production to make it back. Cool. It, uh, not only that, if it's just gonna help you have a good time in life, to t- have you f- have fun taking pictures, then cool also. But if you think it is, oh. if I fucking wasted fourteen hundred dollars for what? You can't think of it that way. No way. But that's do. That's key. That's key. What you just said, because as adults, and I've said this on podcasts that we've done, uh-huh. you gotta have a hobby, bro. Yes. You gotta have a that's hobby. Right you gotta have something that you Number love, one, man. Number one recommendation for anybody who wants to do music or any other uh, 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 means of uh, making money, you have to have a hobby. You got to break up the monotony of doing something all the time. Break it up. Do something. Go with your wife somewhere. Girl, or do whatever you're into. I mean, find something else. Fucking take up sewing. Whatever that's going to break up what you're doing in everyday life. It's like when they when you go to work, they give you vacation days. That's the reason why they gave it to you so you can just so it won't be so repetitive so you won't get burnt out and go postal on somebody and shit. <laughs> it's funny because uh, uh it's funny that you say that because uh i've been going through some shit for the past few days gp knows i hate him up about it but uh one of my friends he's like man just go fly your drone dude just go take some pictures gpa's told me the same go take some pictures dog do something you know what i'm saying there just get your and mind I made it, up and I made it bullshit. and I made it clear don't take pictures of yourself go take pictures of things you know what I'm saying <laughs> I don't need him to yeah. go start no OnlyFans uh, you know what I'm saying account and shit <laughs> oh subscribe today we don't subscribe we don't need that we don't we don't need that heat we don't need that <laughs> no, heat dude no, that, yeah, man, hey, don't, take, don't take out your frustrations on us bro <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're we're here together as a team to try to have a Michelle. good time to Hell get yeah, knowledge out to the people, let people yes. know what we're about, what what what, we, what it means to be who we are, and this is the whole point of having the podcast, and to let yeah. people know what we do and how we do it, and where we are now and where we're going in the future, and that's Michelle, what the next step is. So, so the future. Hey, Rex, is, you ever? I'll uh, oh, sorry to interrupt you. You ever thought about starting the podcast? No. Not, not at all. See, that's one thing that I was never into and I never thought about doing. See, I, I was never a social media guy. Yeah, I do have a Facebook. I started one in 2010 and that wasn't even my idea. I got, I had that. I don't even know what happened to that thing. It's, it's gone. But the only reason why I got another one is for my racing gig. I needed a Facebook to uh, hold my saves and all that stuff. I think I only got like what, five friends or some shit, maybe 10 at the most. <laughs> I requested you on that one like a fucking few months ago. <laughs> Oh, bro, don't, 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 <laughs> you better forget about it, bro, because I got my nieces and my nephews. They're, they're still waiting. He's, go, he's got, he's got you on the three dots going like this. Do you ready for the reply, huh? Don't, the only one I have to have. <laughs> the only one I have to have, bro, is my mom, man. I love my mom, man. Yeah. See, I need to let my she, she's the most important thing in my life right now. My both my mom and my dad. Hell yeah. They Hell was, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Miss V and Mr. V. Mr. and Mrs. V, dude. They, Mr. Steered, Mrs. they never steered me wrong. And anytime they gave me a, a, a something that I thought they were wrong, 
Nope, they were always right, bro. The people that some that came in, the Reds, you better watch them. Go, oh, they're cool, they're cool. Nope, next thing you know what happened, they're gone. They, 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 mom's gonna judge her character, bro. She knows, and I, and I, yeah. I give it up to her. And what do they say? What, uh, what do they say when GPA walked in? Yeah, who is that guy? <laughs> oh, they loved him. He knows you. She even gave him a hug and said, "You know what, GPA? There was another knock on you. It wasn't you. It wasn't your fault." Yeah, and when I went back. Yep. Oh, mom gave you a big hug. Loved you to death, bro. Well, when the first when the first time I walked walked in there, um, everybody was just kind of like, "Oh, there's that dude from the party." And I felt like yeah. I had, I felt like I had all eyes on me. So when he asked me to jump in the booth, I gave it everything I had. I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I belonged there. And uh, oh well, yeah. I mean, he's like, "Who's this guy?" Well, what the fuck? Uh, uh okay. And then all of a sudden, blah, 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 like, oh shit, you know. So oh, yeah, I wanted yeah, to make Sasquatch. Yeah, MC Sasquatch. Hold on, Sasquatch. Was that a nickname for something that I don't know about or what? There, 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 I got Shadow gave me the nickname of Sasquatch because there's no pictures of me. I'm not on camera. I like nobody knows what I look like. <laughs> I so he says I'm the Sasquatch. Okay, so you're you're the one that's never been seen before, kind of like the Loch Ness monster. There's a there's a hey, there's a pic there's a picture out there, but it's blurry, bro. You can't you can't tell if it's if it's a bear or a human. I mean, the one you sent me, bro, when uh, the one you sent me where you're buying records. <laughs> yeah, dog. Thing. There's a there, it was funny because there was a there's a record store that I shop I shop on uh, online, and they got a picture of a Sasquatch dude walking with one of their one of their store bags, and I sent it to him and Shadow. I'm like, look at that's me oh, that's shit. me buying records, homie. The, hey man, it's like the background. It's like the background. Look at it. Look at that picture, man. You got a mask on. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> that shit is funny as hell, dude. I it's like this, homie. Yeah, there you so, go. Yeah. All you got to do is put on a mask, bro. <laughs> hey, he's got his he's got his face panty on. Ooh, <laughs> it goes this way though. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Come on, GPA. Hey, man. How many face panties you got? Nah. <laughs> hey, That's I for told me to know. That's private. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I told GPA man could be like um, the homie nightmare. He's like, man, let's shoot a video or something. You know what I'm saying? I told. <laughs> I sent a picture to GPA. Get him my luchador mask. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't see who it is. <laughs> Every, and everybody will know it's me, bro. It's like, like the ones that know me will know it's me, but yeah, nah, hell no. Hell no, hell no. <laughs> anyway, I can just hey, see him with a fucking mascara. <laughs> mascara sagrada, dude. <laughs> classic, man. Classic. Ramsey's. Oh, Ramsey's. Well, I think that's good, man. I mean, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. Um, it's dope to hear your story. I definitely yeah, would bro, like I mean, to have you back on when your project is completed. That you're working on oh, right yeah. now? Yeah, we're we're trying to get something out this summer. As far as I don't know how many songs, and then you know I'm trying to get a a, 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 um, a couple of other people just to help out a little bit. My bro wants me to get some other cat. He's been dying to to, to, to do something. You know I'd love my brother, man. I'll do anything for him. If anything yeah. he wants, I'll do it. But then on the side note, uh, everything that we got going is just gonna move forward for, for now on until my. Until my shit bites the dust, my equipment and hope knock on wood, still going strong. And then from yeah. there, just gonna fly my drone, enjoy my peeps, and uh, hopefully I see DJ C, DJ the Gaff soon, come up with some production. And then you, you guys are more than welcome, invited. Just make sure and you tell the tribe, bro. 
tell the tribe they got to come on the podcast, bro. Next time you guys got the, their meeting, homie, tell them that they need to do the show, bro. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I hear Mike do the show. And I told Mike, I said, you know what? The, the, uh, no, actually, I was Oscar. Oscar was here yesterday. I forgot. And uh, I said, you guys need to get on. He goes, yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to get the guys. So that's how I'm saying that it's hard to get people together today. Yeah. Yeah. Even today it's hard. So we're like, like I was saying, we're doing this only for fun, bro. We're no, there's no money involved. There's no uh, uh, lawyers. There's no management. It's all just production, recording, put together. No time limit. No pressure. Having fun, bro. That's what it's all about. Once you have fun, yeah. bro, your shit's gonna go good. I yeah. believe in karma. Karma. And every time I did everything for free, dude, for fun, it came back to me, bro. I got, I, I got rewarded, bro. Yeah. I was like, wow. Anything I'm trying to make money on, it doesn't work. I'm not trying to get rich on this, bro. I mean, if somebody kicks down a couple bucks, here you go. Right, all right, cool, man. I could, you know, buy me some juice for my vape. You know, buy me there some fucking batteries for my drone or any little thing like that. You know, hey, it's much appreciated. But for now, just doing things out of love, that's the main thing you want to worry about. Just do it because you love it. And that's what I do. Yeah. I love it. That's right. Heart, that's bro. right. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I told that's what I told GPA, man. I'm like, hey, man, hop on the show, bro. You know, fucking if five people listen to it, hey, those five people, good for them, man. You know what I mean? Oh, no doubt. And then, and, and for the people who do listen, you know, much respect for for the people who have respect. Just, yeah, just, yeah. just have respect for people, other people. That's the main thing. Don't ever disrespect. That's that's just a no no. I mean, we're yeah. getting older. We get older and we get wiser. We learn. We live and learn. And that's the way I am right now. I, I lived. I. I I've done, I'm not gonna say I never done nothing stupid, but yeah, of course. But I haven't. You have to learn. Of course, man. You're, you're a saint. I've never, <laughs> hey, I've never done anything, bro. Hey, Reg, yeah. uh, you got yeah. any? Um, I gotta ask this. You got a, uh, any funny GPA story? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if we want to mention it. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, well, I'll, I'll make it quickly and short. We're kicking it, you know, having a good time. And then he just came out the bathroom, dude. And, and he wasn't alone. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, bro. Oh, the guy. Fucking GP to the motherfucking A, man. Oh, my God. Okay, this is back in the day, It's a long time ago. This is a long okay. time ago. <laughs> Many moons ago, right? Many moons ago. We so, evolved. Hey, Real quick, I'm, I, he's not the only one that did that either, bro. That bathroom was famous for a lot of lot of hanky-panky. <laughs> Fucking GPA, dog. <laughs> classic, bro. Classic, classic. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. We, we, we're just... Uh, uh, just gonna move on a little bit and try to see if I can help out people that want to be helped. If they don't want to be helped, then you know, go buy, kick rocks. You know, yeah, no it. doubt, no and doubt, man. Yeah. No time for negativity, oh, man. Nah, no time for drama. None of that shit, dog. We don't. We, Fuck we don't all that. Time for that. My energy, that, my energy doesn't go that far. Nah, I, I, I my, my drama's been done for over 20 years, bro, and it's been a blessing that I've, I'm living this long. It's been a blessing I haven't encountered people. That, that disrespect or, or anything like that. And I love it. Right now it's good. It's a good time. Right now it's a good time for me. I'm getting older, getting, it's getting weaker. Fucking this COVID shit ain't helping, dude. Fucking 
Gaining weight, of course. <laughs> like, fuck COVID. Out. Fuck COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it kind of messed, put a damper on my health a little bit. But other than that, dude, I'm in good health, good spirits. And for other people that, you know, want to, uh, uh, that are disabled or uh, uh, thinking of uh, not doing anything because they're down and out, depressed, just look at the brighter side, man. There's worse people than you are. Trust me. There's always worse people than you are. And you guys That's know dope, that. That's dope. Yeah, yep. Anyways, on the final note, we're all good. Thank you for inviting me, bro, for the uh, good talk. Had a good talk. Talk with you guys. Talking about good shit. I mean, I've probably left out a lot of things, but I mean, for the most part, you got the gist of everything I needed to say. No doubt. Does anybody you want to shout out? Oh, bro. My, oh, shout outs to my boy Ammo, Jaime G, King Cass, Cease Renee, the Aztec tribe. Uh, of course, my loving family, bro. The Valenzuelas, man. The main ones that made my life the way it is today. The way it's structured, the way I'm going forward. I think I'd be dead if it wasn't for them. <laughs> hey, yo, Reggie, you, man. It, it was an honor to meet you, man. Like, for real. Oh, no, real no honor, problem, bro. bro. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to get the YouTube channel uh, 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 a little bit uh, with more content. And that's what's missing a little bit, but... Uh, it's going to be a little bit, you have to be a little bit more patient. Uh, can't get uh, uh, things done uh, quickly every day. But yeah, once I get some started, uh, you, you'll, you'll appreciate what we do. Uh, and plus, you know, buying another webcam, see, see the, uh, the For the OnlyFans? For the OnlyFans? Only. Yeah, well, you can, you can <laughs> edit, you know you edit Albert's, you can edit Albert's videos for him, bro. <laughs> I can do that too, bro. You, you, can, through ten, you can sit through 10 out, minutes of, uh, of claps. One, one more big shout out, dude, and it's to the fans who appreciated yes. our hard work that we did. Yes. And with them, we wouldn't be who we are. That's it, right there. That's that's the main sure. thing is the fans. People who appreciate what we do, and all sure. the hard work. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, bro, just a uh, good talk and uh, hopefully to see you guys soon, man. If you, you guys are more than welcome to come by, GPA. Alan, for yeah, um, the gaff MC said that uh, I guess next time they're in town and doing something, he want they want him to, they wanted Albert to come down and, and take pictures and shit. So hopefully uh, the stars align and we can get we can do that. Oh, bring it! So, I want to fly that thing, dude. Right. <laughs> I want to no, fly that map. Bro, whatever, bro. I want I want to see what the difference in the controls, how how different it is from the air because the air is so fucking rock steady that it's just yeah. it's it's just a fucking beautiful piece of machinery in the sky and i'm sure oh, yeah, the, uh, uh the uh the the mavic 2 pro is the same thing but uh i've never flown one so it's gonna be right here man i'm gonna take this sucker full blast on sports mode with the wind see how fast that <laughs> <I> goes. <laughs> hey fly that, fly that 15 feet low <laughs> i won't do that yeah that that, oh, that camera's too expensive yeah. That camera's too expensive because you got one of the best cameras out there on the drone. Now yeah. the one I got, it's okay. It's not as good as yours because you could you record it. Um, you could fly at night and, and, and record beautiful footage. With mine, yeah. it's a little, a, a pixelated, and uh, I, I did take a couple of shots, but it isn't like oh great. But hey, what do you expect? I, I'm flying it for the fun of it, bro. It's not for. And, and I thought about getting my 107. I go, well, for what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we it's got the chunkla. Don't forget oh, my chocolate, dog. That's that's some bad shit right there. Look at that. It disappears. Hey, fly it and see if it boomerangs. Ready? Look at <laughs> yeah, Red, you ever need any photography, bro? Just fucking holler at me, man. We'll make it happen. 
Yeah, no doubt, bro. If you guys need anything, you guys got my number, got my communication, yeah, uh, anything for, sure. uh, for for any help or anything. If I, if I have it and my ability to do it, I'll do it. And uh, if it's over so my here, head, man. Uh, you need any footage, any drone footage? Hit me up, man. I got you. Oh shit! I got it. My I got, I got too much myself. <laughs> oh, I, just, I, got, I, got, I got to send you a link to the one that fucking Hawk almost got my shit. Okay. Oh man, I gotta check that out, bro. Dude, but, um, twice. Uh, it was my mini, not the big one. Okay. They're afraid of the big one, but the mini, they're fucking attacking the shit. And there's a hawk coming up to it, and uh, I got a footage of some fucker. He looked at it, then he swayed away. Like I was like, oh shit. And that's when I first bought it too. I would have been ah. crying. But I was like, but I got it back. It's not a problem. But yeah, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll share some link with you. I'll give it the GPS. Oh, Matter of fact, I got. It. I'll send it to you right now. Cool, right on, guys. Yeah. Guys, get some rest. And sure. uh, good, good, good show, bro. Good show. Hey, so I want to give, give up. Go ahead. Oh, I want to give a shout out to my boy, to the homie, the Wise, the Lonzo, G Fun Junkies. Junkies. Yeah, man. So we, shout out to them, man. G Fun Junkies. Shout out to G Fun Junkies. Junkies. Shout out to the Boom Bat Me to G Shit Show G-shit, with DJ yeah. C and DJ the Gaff. That's yes, family sir. right there. And with that. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the ALR GPA podcast featuring our special guest, Madman. Madman! Stay Stay cool. (laughs) Wash your hands after you wash your ass and wear a mask. Peace. Take care care of those ingrowns. Stay safe. Later, guys.